I have a friend who went on a date on Wednesday night, a first date. And after dinner, they, they wanted to keep hanging out, but like the bars just didn't have the right vibes. So they ended up going to the casino and oh, yeah. playing slots oh, yeah. on their yeah. first date. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> and, and he was like, I was like, what? And he was like, don't worry. I made 11 euro. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. Why wouldn't you want? As long as you came out in the black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Do not, if you go red. to the casino for uh, your first date and then they lose money, don't go on a second date with them. But also, though, hold on, time out. Most yeah. times, you go on a date, you wind up in the red. You spent money. Who's yeah. out here going on dates where you're making money? That's <laughs> yeah, something to consider. Yeah, actually, I think it's better sign if you go to the casino and they lose money because then that yeah, otherwise they're a part of that hustle <clears throat> culture. Waking up constantly grinding, gotta be like, I gotta yeah, be making I, money. I, yeah, I gotta be making money on my dates. What's the return well on investment on this date? Come on. Last date, I cleared 11 euros. Let's go. We gotta double that. Come on. <laughs> I think I'd like to take somebody to like to horse racing and like bet, betting on horses <laughs> on a first date. So you're gonna go home and be like, Jill, come on, we're going to the track. <laughs> we're going to the track. <laughs> it's date night. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> Dude, actually, that's so good. I just, I need to get so much more Catholic. Is I could just be like an extremely Catholic old guy with a big gold chain at the track on Easter. <laughs> it's got to be just like greyhounds, though, not actual horses. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. You want me to do it? I'll do it. <laughs> Take it away. Uh, welcome to As You Know, the podcast where some folks talk about TV. They talk about the first episode. They talk about the last episode. Uh, they don't talk about anything that happens in between most of the time. Um, <laughs> and sometimes their bodies are getting painted. Sometimes they sound <laughs> weird on the microphone. Sometimes... <laughs> There's lots of different stuff that happens that comes up in these podcasts. Uh, I am your host, Jeff Daniels. Of <laughs> <laughs> the newsroom fan. He's here. Yeah. Um, where do we go from here usually? Okay. Usually uh, introduce the rest of the people. I, I okay. <laughs> if, like, uh, you know everybody's name. I'm, I'm climbing into the back of a yellow Jeep to go to a <laughs> yeah, party. Yeah, there, it there, there it is. <laughs> I'm Jeff Daniels. Uh, to my left, you can see her is Audrey Alger. Uh, what are you? What are you doing? I God, I'm passed out in the driveway <laughs> of my parents' house. Everybody's left me, and I just can't wait until Jeff just scoops me up and puts puts me in a random bed that I've never been to before. <laughs> this is definitely happens to Marissa all the time. Sorry, Audrey, all the time. Uh, I, I'm going to pass the torch off to the pros. Uh, clearly committing insider trading and being investigated by the SEC. It's Matt Ciani. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hi. Uh, weirdly naming a boat after a woman he's never once talked to. It's Stephen Doughton. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm also, I'm, also, I'm also excitedly explaining how, what Grand Theft Auto is. <laughs> that was, I was about to say... <laughs> 
I was about to say. Looking up at me, asking if I want a game with a spoon in his mouth, it's Travis Marvin. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to appeal to a gay couple with matching soul patches to buy their home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, I know this isn't in this episode, but hey, Audrey, hey, Jeff, you know what I like about rich kids? Nothing. 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 I'm Ian Benson. And then you punch him. <laughs> uh, I thought I definitely was. Yeah, I was like, is that in this episode? No, it's I in thought it was going to be in the same, first one. Yeah, we just had problems too. Oh, this is how we are. Uh, welcome to the OC, bitch. Yeah, yeah, we get welcome to the OC, bitch. Yeah, and then he retaliates the next episode. It's unfortunate we didn't get that. But. This is how we do it in Newport. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Imagine being from Newport Beach and deciding to fight a person from Chino. Yeah, the right. hubris. And, 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 I don't know what this and, fucking and winning. Well, you won because you had four. Uh, water polo bros with you. you. Yeah, you won yeah. because Ryan Atwood let you win. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, like I don't want to kill a guy on night one. <laughs> <laughs> as Jeff already did an excellent job. It's as you know, uh, we are here. We brought everyone into the pool for a special edition because it was my pick this week, and I thought we were all being good boys and girls, and we would get to talk about the OC, a television show I watched and loved, because Audrey effectively threatened me if I didn't watch the show, and then I watched the entirety of it in a month as lockdown was raging. That's right, you did. And you loved it. I tweeted a bunch about it, and she was off Twitter at that point, so I just would text her my tweets, which oh, is damn, what a I was good off friendship Twitter? is. Wow. Oh. That was a very stupid time. I'll never leave Twitter again. I love it there. <laughs> That's As right. I said, Soul of a poster, drunk, uh, drunk two nights ago, uh, I will leave Twitter uh, under two circumstances. It is illegal or it kills me. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we picked the, uh, we did the OC this week for those reasons. Uh, Audrey and Jeff, why don't you guys talk about your relationship with the OC since you bullied me into watching it? Sure. Which was the right choice. Okay. So... Um, I, I was just talking about this with Matt because I can't remember. The OC started, I think, when I was in like sixth grade. And I feel like I don't know for sure if I watched the OC in sixth grade. I feel like somebody got like a box set of it when I was like the summer after seventh grade. And that's when I started watching it. And then I started watching it on TV after that. So um, this is just a, you know, this is just a, this is a uh, show from my youth. You know, so uh, there it created in me um, an interest in two kinds of people, uh, men who are like Seth Cohen and men who are like Ryan Atwood. And that <laughs> the only you know, two that's genders. Like, there's only two. That's all you get. Um, so um, Audrey, can you uh, go through what every man on this podcast is? Uh, today, I, which one we are? I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> they, listen, no? Hey, 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 listen. They know. <laughs> they know. Um, so, yeah. I'm a you Seth know. that desperately wishes he was Orion. Yeah, That's this is sign. just like, I mean, this was just like a teen heartthrob show. Um, but then I, you know, during COVID, we were like, well, what the fuck are we going to watch? We've watched literally everything that exists. And so... Jeff and I started watching rom-coms. We started watching old TV shows. And then we were like, well, let's watch The O.C. And Jeff hadn't really seen it before, but had like probably, I feel like a bunch of like high school girlfriends who liked it. So he was like, well, let's just see what this was a all bunch. about. Jeff had <laughs> so many high school girlfriends. Had, I mean, that I is mean, true, like, to be fair. Tens, tens of That them. fucking heartbreaker <laughs> out there. He was running through women like Leonardo DiCaprio running through the model scene. Yeah, just a teenage Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> 
bad. Uh, you'd go into your de- you'd go into class. You'd go into your 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 eight a.m. math class in high school. You lay down in the back. You'd fall asleep after two scotches. You'd wake up. You'd fuck a secretary, and then you'd fire the secretary by five p.m. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he he held hands with so many. Women. <laughs> <laughs> so that anyway. So Jeff was like, "Well, let's just like watch this and see what what all the what all the fuss was about." And uh, we just, we really enjoyed it. It's probably one of the most chaotic four seasons of TV I could possibly imagine. Um, And I feel like we're going to get into those tonal shifts uh, pretty quickly here. Matt, Steven, Travis, the other people who are forever cursed to watch television with me week in, Mm -hmm. week out on this podcast. Do any of you have any relationships with the OC, which I forgot to mention, by the way. Was a American teen drama television series created by Josh Schwartz that aired on the, the Fox Kings. Network from August fifth, two thousand three, to February twenty second, two thousand seven. Four seasons, ninety two episodes. It centers on Ryan Atwood, a troubled but gifted young man from a broken home With who's adopted by the wealthy sometimes. and philanthropic uh, Cohen family, where he then bonds with all of them throughout it to the point where, when Ryan at the end of the first episode said, "You have a beautiful family," I wrote in my notes, "They're your family too, Ryan." They're your family too. <laughs> this uh, was a Fox show. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh boy. And we only it's, watch Fox shows here. We've watched a lot lately. We've watched a lot forever. And CW. And CW. Yeah, because that's what appeals to us. And also, we watch a decent amount of things that involve Josh Schwartz. Yeah, this is the third one, yeah. I think. Uh, Travis, don't answer going. this question. Actually, do you know who is another executive producer on this television show? Well, there's yes. one that, yeah. The, the guy we also love to talk, we only watch Fox shows dreaded, and we only watch things where Mick G was involved. Yeah, dreaded <laughs> podcast figure, <laughs> Mick G. Uh, my relationship with this show is, this is the show my sister and her high school boyfriend would watch while like making out on the couch. Like that's my whole, that's perfect. Classic. that was my whole perfect. understanding of the that's OC the target growing audience. Up. The main thing that this challenge my expectations of is I always assume Peter Gallagher was supposed to be evil because he's Peter Gallagher. Uh, no. and look at his eyebrows and he had just been fresh off Mr. Deeds, of course, uh, when this show uh, came out. So yes, he was course. always a villainous figure to me. <laughs> Why would I have thought of anything else? Yeah, instead he's uh, the best. Yeah, just yeah. a just gold throughout the whole show. The consist the most consistent. He's yeah. he's he's what he's what I thought you might be talking about when you talked about Coach Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna defenestrate you. <laughs> yeah, we shame. don't we don't need we don't need to dig up the past. We don't need to dig up the past. <laughs> but I was literally yeah. about to say one of the great com- one of the great couples. In television show history, right up there with, of course, the, of course, the Taylors. Um, uh, Kirsten doesn't get that kind of. Yeah, Kirsten kind of sucks. Nowhere yeah. near. Not as hot but, as Tammy either. But it's very cute <laughs> the way that Sandy Cohen loves her so much. Uh, when 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 she's when he was just like, when did you get so cynical? And she was like, when did you get so self righteous? Oh, I've self-righteous. always been self righteous. Ah, so He's a yeah. public defender. Like, <laughs> like yeah, what? It's like it's prerequisite. <laughs> Does anyone know a public defender? Uh, I know one. They are very self-righteous. So my relationship (laughs) with the OC is this. Um, I thought Brittany Murphy was in it. And also... (laughs) Jesus, man. um, The other thing about it... It feels it feels a bit wild to say this. Uh, I'm I'm try- I, I, I haven't yet figured out if it means that uh, I am unloved or I have a sane partner. But um, every time uh, I say, "Would you like to watch the first and last episode of this series with me?" she says no, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is not the case with 
with the other people that are partnered of this podcast. But she did say that she considered it because when she was in the Irish version of middle school, uh, there were girls they call it who middle would, school. Man. What do they call it? They never called it middle school. Uh, so they only have primary school and secondary school. Uh, there, there's no like they don't they don't have three divisions. So she, uh, there were girls that would. Uh, make references that she didn't understand and then go sorry, I had to hold my microphone and then go, oh see uh, <laughs> <laughs> they would literally make an O and a wow. C in front of their face uh, to show off that they had this this knowledge that she didn't have for whatever reason uh, and oh, she's see. like, yeah, and I was always a little bit bitter about it, so maybe I should watch it that she's like, yeah, no <laughs> I think it's just, yeah, I think it's that you're unloved that's the answer, yeah. clearly. Okay, yeah. Well, gonna have to gonna have to make a difficult phone call tonight. <laughs> yeah, just confirming <laughs> your fears, confirming your anxieties. That's what this podcast exists <laughs> to do: uh, to chronicle every television show and also confirm all of our individual anxieties. Anyway, so my relationship to the OC is that <laughs> I watched it all. Uh, I think more or less when it was on, or I like watched the second half of when it was on, and then watched the first half afterwards, something like that. Uh, I mostly was in it for the indie rock, and boy, did it deliver on the indie oh, rock. Oh, dude, the best soundtracks. It's so good. So it's, good. We talked about on the Gossip Girl episode, like, the feeling of being a person who walks around with earbuds in, listening to indie rock, and then showing up at a thing where people who were also in your grade were hanging out, like, grinding and shit, and listening to Iron and Wine, and then pulling out one earbud and 50 Cent <laughs> is just, like, blaring really loud, and that is captured perfectly in this show. Yes. Like, there's nothing in between. It's either Iron and Wine or just, like, high school grinding music. Yeah, it's When great. I was looking through my notes, uh, and by notes, I mean my Twitter thread when I was watching the show for the first time last year, uh, I was like, oh, my God, the bait shop, the, uh, the venue that... Seth works at in the second season in back-to-back weeks has the Walkman and the Killers. Oh they my god! And some of, some of the live performances that they had on this show yeah. were just fucking incredible. Like they had like well, really like good a, bands come out. Yeah, yeah. And there's a hot bisexual just working the counter. Yeah, it's great. I take me back to the bait shop. Yeah, Jeff, yeah. Audrey, I, uh, you know, I this came up on the Gossip Girl episode, which you guys were not on. Do you know the name of the production company? that creator Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage have? I, I don't. Wow. It's only real fans know that their production company is, of course, Fake Empire Productions. Oh, ah. oh I think I have. Yeah, I think I remember oh, seeing that at some damn. point, but that's hilarious. Yeah. The most indie rock shit. Yeah. No, it that's like a really weird thing, and that's like a thing that I always think about when I go back to these old shows is how much of the music, like, how much, like, I watched these shows because I obviously enjoyed them, but also because I was just like, I'm going to find some music on here, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. find the MySpace top eight of that band, and I'm going to find about some shit that people don't know about. Yeah. Nobody's going to know but me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm now at pitchfork.com. No yeah. one's ever found this website before. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. Yes. <laughs> No one's ever heard of Wilco. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) First person to school. Uh, Talk about Passion Pit. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very Seth Cohen conversations. Yes. Yeah. But before we can get to Seth Cohen, we have to get to Ryan Atwood in a pilot episode directed by anyone see? By anyone, I mean Travis, probably. Uh, It wasn't wasn't directed by Mick G, was it? No, it was directed by Doug Lyman, the erotic thrillers guy. 
No, sorry, that's Adrian Lyme. That's Adrian Lyme. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I have the guy who directed the fucking unfaithful directed. He is that one. He's the guy who directed, uh, what is it, Deep Water? Is that the yeah. new one that I need to watch? Where, like, Anna Darmus and Ben Affleck just cheat on each other and kill people, and there are snails involved somehow. Isn't Anna Darmus, like, a million years younger than Ben Affleck? Yeah, and they were dating at the time they made this movie. And thing. then they broke up, and then Casey Affleck threw away a cardboard cutout of yep. Anna Darmus. Yep, classic. <laughs> and it was my favorite paparazzi photo of the year. Yeah. And then Ben, and then Ben got back with J Lo and dropped like twenty pounds, and he was like hot again. But he still got the Phoenix back tattoo, unless he's gotten them removed. <laughs> oh just, man, can you get a tattoo like that removed? I don't. I know. feel like you just carry that with you spiritually. Like you try to get it removed, and it just reappears. Yeah. A mark of shame. Yeah. You wake yeah. up every morning, and it's grown back. I missed the Casey Affleck photo, but my favorite paparazzi oh, photo of the whole Ben Affleck and Darmus relationship is when Ben was wearing a Bridge Nine Records shirt, and I was just like, how many hardcore shows? in Boston could you run into Ben Affleck at like that'd be crazy <laughs> if you saw like Bane and then you got spin kicked by Ben Affleck <laughs> <laughs> uh, extreme Travis energy Doug Lyman by the way directed swingers go the born identity wow. Mr. and Mrs. Smith jumper wow. I thought chaos identity walking was American made and a truly tremendous film edge of tomorrow that's interesting oh. that he directed Mr. and Mrs. Smith because he must have brought on Adam Brody for that because yep. I remember thinking mm. like this guy's not a good actor. How do he get <laughs> on this big like this like very big movie? <laughs> Adam Brody has become a an interesting actor now too, which was fun. Yeah. Well, he's good in Promising Young Woman. Oh the kid yeah, he was good liked. in that. I guess I don't know. He's like the first guy to go down in that movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's not in it very long. I feel like. And uh, he's now you know of course uh, Freddie Freeman in the. Uh, Shazam movies. <laughs> I on the Atlanta Braves. And I yeah. <laughs> no, the no. Dodgers. I always never. Uh, for starters, Freddie Freeman's on the Dodgers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. And know second of all, uh, no. For as long as the baseball player Freddie Freeman has existed, I was like, why aren't we talking about the fact that that's the name of Captain Marvel Jr. And then I said that out loud once, and everyone looked at me weird, and I was like, that's why we're not talking about it. I see. <laughs> uh, I have trouble while we're just talking about people on the show. I really have trouble buying Ben McKenzie as a bad boy. Like, what I don't are you care if you about? put a white t-shirt and a yeah. leather jacket on him. Like, he still looks like that. Like, you he, know, he's he, not. He, the heart of he's the not heart rough of, and tumble. The heart of gold is supposed to shine through. The whole yeah, time. I think yeah. that you're supposed to know that. Like, he actually isn't really like that, but he's just had to like do some things in order to yeah. fit into his surroundings. I mean, the very up. first scene, he's like, "We shouldn't be doing this." Like, yeah, like he doesn't want to do steal this. a car. Yeah, right. Especially a shitty car, like a car yeah, that looks like know. shit. <laughs> this, I feel like the beginning of the show takes place in the 1980s. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Especially when they flash back to it. Like he has the 80s bad boy look. Yes, not right. The also, I, I want us to take a moment to reflect on some positive news. It is 2022, and I don't think Social Security will run out in the next three years. <laughs> yeah, but and that, I loved that line because... It's such a teenager move to just be like, oh, an adult's talking to me about something serious. I'm going to pivot to something that makes no fucking sense, but sounds so smart in my head. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, Jeff, can we also though reflect on some negative news? I do not think that medicine will make us so that the average human lifespan is 100 years. I think the average uh, human think... lifespan has gone down. Has yeah, gone I, th down I think we're yeah. just going to keep plummeting on that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so maybe now he'll make a plan for the future. He won't get Social Security in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we talk now or later about Ben McKenzie's anti-crypto crusade? Oh, we can talk really right good. now. We can bring that we in. We can talk about Ben Mostly, McKenzie for as long as we want. Did you guys see at least the clip from the, that New York Times article where he was like, <laughs> 
you know, the crypto bros, like they love the line of like, okay, have fun being poor. And that doesn't really work on me. Cause I can just be like, yeah, Yo, do you right. want to compare real bank accounts? He's like, not only do I have OC money, I have Gotham money, bitch. Yeah. He's yeah. got to be very loaded. The after Southland that Gotham money's show. run out by now, unfortunately, I think. But and <laughs> also, isn't he married to, um, Marina? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. what's her last name? Uh, Baccaron? Yeah. Marina Baccaron. Right. Incredibly. Yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, Ben, uh, ben McKenzie lift, uh, hoist the hoist the jersey. He's an, as you know, all star now for both Gotham and the OC. I feel like we've got a couple all stars to to Rachel Bilson lift yeah. hoist the jersey, hoist the jersey. For, for Rachel Bilson. For the, great for uh, in this, in this um, show. Absolutely. Yeah, really good in this show. I will say, oh, yes. I will say I would personally have been fine if Carrie Mulligan did kill uh, did kill Seth Cohen, Seth Cohen <laughs> immediately in the show was my <laughs> controversial take <laughs> oh wait since we're talking about performances can we talk about how misha barton god god bless her is probably one of the worst actresses to be on such a high She's like profile bad. she was like high, 17 uh, for what that's worth i mean i so? know but jesus like <laughs> sorry to this misha <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's the bad effort that ben mckenzie puts in the whoever you want and then she's like okay yeah, no, yeah, but oh, that that part. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta like lead up to that part. We can't just like. Yeah, no, we can jump around. Okay. All right. So they're doing crime very stupidly yeah. in front of a cop. Yes. Uh, uh, to answer something that Steve, I said a little while ago, uh, Stephen. Yes, the brother. This is like one of the the one time the brother's played by this actor. Oh, when he, th- this brother, not the not the in house no, uh, brother, the the brother who steals the car. That makes yes, sense. Yes, yes, the yeah. brother that steals the right, car. He's right, played right, by this right, guy, right. and then I think right, the right, next right. time he appears, he's played by not quite Tom Hardy uh, lookalike mm. uh, Logan Marshall Green. Yeah, so they're badly stealing a car. Yeah, and then what? And then they and then he's meeting uh, Sandy. Sandy Cohen. We well before we meet Sandy, we meet the second most important character in the early seasons, which is Ryan Atwood's Choker. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the other oh, yeah, thing where they were like, yeah. "Bad boy, he's wearing a choker." Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's 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 dressed like every girl at the Phoebe Bridgers Coachella. Set. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, he gets arrested, and then he meets, um, you know, America's father, Sandy Cohen, who's like, "Hey, I'm your public defender. Your brother's over eighteen. He's going to be charged as an adult." Um, you know, you appear to be dumb as hell, but your test scores are through the roof. You're in the 98th percentile in the SAT. Sure, you're a sophomore. You know, yeah, this right. Twenty-five right. year old man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this twenty-five-year-old sophomore in high school. But yeah, so what sophomores I, look like? I thought like yeah. the whole conversation like. about his <laughs> grades was like a little bit strange. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't know what public defend. I don't know what goes on with public defenders. But I thought it was a little weird that he was just like he was just like yeah, I've got your SAT scores here. <laughs> they, yeah. it looks they definitely like you're smart as hell, buddy. They definitely use stuff like that to like get a judge to be more lenient. Okay, all right. Like, that's that seems that sounds right. That's seems fair but yeah and it's also um, it, it is later revealed too that basically sandy is just like i want my f- my son to have a friend yeah <laughs> i want my son totally. to have a friend my one of these rich fucking shits. <laughs> right well but it uh, yeah and and kirsten just doesn't see it at all she just doesn't yeah. see it one little bit very annoying character in the first episode and kind of throughout the whole do y'all thing. know who plays? i love kirsten shut the fuck up do y'all know what? who plays her father in the show we don't see him in either of these episodes the King, a guy who I don't think has been once covered on this podcast, but somehow has been on like nearly every television show we've talked about. Alan Dale. Yes. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah. Henry Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Henry Rollins is a rich 
Newport Beach father would be incredible. Uh, Henry Rollins did not appear on the. OC. You know, we Damn. see so much entry level punk stuff in Seth's room. Sorry, I'm doing my poster check early, uh, but I didn't catch <laughs> Black Flag on there. But what was Fear? I did see Fear, which is his most his Misfits, most uh, patrician band that he had on there was Fear, and then Dead Kennedys, Misfits, Ramones, Bad Religion. I was going to ask you for yeah, a so, track. punk so, kid from a rich Orange County house listens to can it. I, can I say I watched the video of uh, of Fear playing on SNL? It is insane. <laughs> I did not realize how insane it was going to be because we talked about it on the last episode. Just everything from the beginning to, ladies and gentlemen, Fear! <laughs> <laughs> and then just, I got to like, watch it. It's so nuts. They play Let's Start Who introduces Fear again? Donald uh, Plus. Yeah, Donald Plus. <laughs> that was it. That was what it was. Hey, Travis, who's 42? Uh, da, 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 da. fuck. It's so much easier this when you name the band. I can tell you the number more than vice mm. versa. But um, okay, fine. But this is how we do this. It's no, not. No, we do this. Yeah. this way. It's, I, I'm Forties STP. He's correct. Uh, is it like is it the Kinks? It is the Kinks. Okay, yeah, hey. the band. Hey. Okay, that was on that list. That was our weekly check-in with uh, the VH100 greatest har- artists of hard rock where Travis reveals that he has uh, encyclopedic knowledge of that one. Travis, where's Rollins' band? 47, I think. Okay, yeah, no, it does work better if I say the name because yeah, he's got the I number Yeah, the number association more than I have the band association with the number. Well, um, Sandy, you know, was like, listen, Ryan, we're going to get you off. It's going to be totally okay. And, you know, he's just like, we're going to get you home. And then uh, Ryan's mom uh, basically crashes the car into them. <laughs> <laughs> Driving like a bat out of hell. And it's just like, you stupid son of mine. You're just like your deadbeat dad. TV's Hercules. One of the two Hercules actors yes. in this television show. Because we get both TV's, both of the, the, the two Animated. main, like two of the main characters are the children of Hercules. Do you remember when Tate Donovan came to Worcester to get the vote out? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, it's Disney's Hercules. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Sorbo didn't come to Worcester. <laughs> Kevin, actually, he did, but he did, but to tell us that God is dead. Yeah, <laughs> or God's not dead. Sorry. Yes. Oops. Woo. Fucked up my Christian. He could have films. told us that if he was, Happy I, Easter, I don't know everyone. If he plays the atheist professor. Um, he is the atheist professor in, in God's, God's Not Dead. Not dead. Uh, oh yeah. So Sandy's just like, hey, here's Sandy. my card. Uh, yeah. You might need it. Uh and then Ryan gets immediately kicked out of his house and punched in the face by his mom's boyfriend. This is the first of many times that Ryan will get punched in the face. Yes. To when be I fair. Was watch- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ian. Go ahead. N- no, no, no. You, you. I was going to build to something you would no, tell no, me, so no. go ahead. Aud- Audrey's right. To be fair, yeah. if somebody tries to kick you out of their house and you're their son and you don't, that you deserve to be punched. I agree with That's- Audrey. <laughs> and, like, if you, like, I don't know. I think that... Fuck up sixteen year olds getting kicked out of their house. That's classic. That is that oh, is yeah. like a thing that could, that I could easily see happening. That he just gets kicked also, out right away. Yeah, which is what which is what Sandy Cohen was seeing. You know, yeah. absolutely. He's like, oh my god. Well, he's, he saw the woman almost hit him with a car and was like, hey <laughs> yeah. buddy, listen. Uh, <laughs> You're not gonna last to the night there. <laughs> Come yeah. stay at my I, mansion. I, I see you. <laughs> You and me were from the streets. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> he basically That's says so that funny. to him. I'm it's from so the tough funny. part of the Bronx or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, BX legend, Sandy Cohen. <laughs> Can you imagine kissing that mouth? That big, big mouth. Yeah. Like Every you day. Could just, he could Peter just Gallagher's get. Mouth? You, you could just 
literally stick yeah, all of your mouth. Like I could stick in his grouper. mouth. <laughs> he, could put, he, could, he could put his mouth over my chin and nose at the same time. <laughs> yes, please. Could you imagine just getting to lay down on those eyebrows every night? <laughs> building a little fort out of those. Uh, fun fact about, um, about Sandy Cohen. Do you know who played a young Sandy Cohen on this show? Max Greenfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know that. Yeah, Max the guy Green- from Greenfield, New Girl. known as oh. known as TV Schmidt. Do you know who played Schmidt's dad on New Peter Girl? Gallagher. Uh, Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That. That's a great. That's great. More Fox. That's content a good bit. Us. More Fox content. Yeah. Yeah. More Fox content. Show that we will one day talk about on the. Uh, Can we get a Fox podcast. like? Uh, oh, you have to have Audrey on for the New Girl. Yeah, I got. I, you have to have me yeah. for New Girl. Audrey, you could come on as much as you want. Uh, the thing I was going to say, talking <laughs> Fuck about you, Ryan. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want any part of this podcast. <laughs> anyway. Well, Jeff, what's how, what, what shows do you want to come back for? Um. Okay. I, I. I had. I had a very fucked up idea earlier because I saw that there's an expose coming out on Girls Gone Wild, and oh. I thought <laughs> oh my God. it's not a television series. It's a video. Between that and a streaming show. <laughs> I thought it would be really funny to make you all do Girls Gone Wild. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you couldn't make us do that, but Nick Rue could because Matt and I still own Nick from the six-hour yeah, wine stream. Uh, yeah. um, Travis, you're not going to watch the OC probably, right? No. Okay. Because uh, I didn't want to spoil this part. Um, but every, I, What about I, me? You know. <laughs> he, won't, he won't remember. I'll forget, yeah. Also, uh, spoilers. No, it's just stupid. Get over it. Grow yeah. up. In terms Your life. Of, yeah, exactly. Uh, and just in terms of uh, Ryan fighting people, Audrey just kept being like, Ian, let me know when you when you start season four. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I don't understand. And then I started season four, and instead of saying, Audrey, I started season four, I texted her in all caps, Ryan is cage fighting now. Yeah. <laughs> <after> <laughs> just love it. Just great. <laughs> That's I mean, it, that, is a, is that is a <clears throat> classic. We have run out of plot lines thing. Yeah, I, it happens. It happens to fucking Archie and Riverdale. Like, yeah, it's like right. fourth season winds up being the best because of once again yeah. the rise of Taylor Townsend. Oh, yes. my wife. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, because uh, Ryan's girlfriend dies. And uh, he doesn't know how to cope with this. So he becomes Wolverine and starts working as a bar back and cage fighting in the back of the bar. <laughs> Listen, if my girlfriend died, you're going to catch me barbacking <laughs> cage fighting in the back of the bar. No question. Are you talking about the American professional tennis player? No, we're talking about the television character who is named Taylor Townsend on the television show that you watched two episodes of who appears in the finale. Oh, uh, yeah. She was fun. It's like very, very central to the finale. A key figure of the, the the one who will resew Ryan's buttons after she rips her shirt off. Uh, the one who uh, winds up in love with a French guy who calls her peaches after her boobs. I love uh, I love tater tot. <laughs> also, was anybody else thinking when she like rips his shirt off, like you're gonna sew on every single button and, and then get your ass back out there for a fucking wedding? I, like, why are you gonna do could, that? If anyone could, it's Taylor Townsend. Yeah, that's the, true. That girl's got a sewing kit in her Tracy purse, a hundred percent. She She's has always a different shirt than the shirts. <laughs> we'll talk later about how the homeowners of that house should have had everybody thrown in jail, right? Like, <laughs> oh, they oh, made yeah. no, 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 no. We agreed yesterday when we were watching it that at first you're like, oh, this is fucked up. I can't believe they're doing this. And then as they watch like a whole wedding party get private jetted to that house, they're just like, oh, we can take these people for a fucking ride. We can get yeah. so much money dollars. out of this house. <laughs> 
I would watch the horror film based on their life. This is wait, what happened to them was basically the plot of the film Mother. Now that I think about it. Oh, I've read the I've read the synopsis of that, but I haven't seen it. But that makes sense. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn, okay. Feel um, bad for uh, for the uh, the baby then in that case. <laughs> at the end of this episode. No, at the end of that episode. The baby's all of us. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Ryan meets the family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kirsten is like, "What are you doing? You bleeding heart liberal." And then it's like, I'm going to go get sheets and take care of this boy as well. Because I'm also a big softie. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, he meets Marissa, who will be, you know, his star-crossed love until she is killed in an accident by Volchek, one of the Volchek. worst television characters oh, of all time. Terrible. Volchek. What a name. Uh, a Just complete human pl- uh, and total, like, looks like... Like if you could make like that uh, Paxson brand welcome into a person, <laughs> like that's what it'd be. Or Fox, you know those yeah. brands. Like if you just made that into a person, yeah. he's that guy. He's- Audrey, is he the one who the actor who plays him like eight people or something? Uh, what? No. <laughs> okay. You're talking about the cannibals on this. Show? Are you talking about Army Hammer? <laughs> no, no, no. There's somebody who did who who actually did it. who actually like ate somebody here. You told me. Oh that. no. Holy shit. Like a friend of his or something. Uh, we'll talk about it. Later. We'll talk about he knew it. Somebody, whatever. Who cares? Um, we all have, we all know somebody. He watched <laughs> somebody watch somebody eat someone. There was the, I think the great part of the scene where he meets Marissa, though, is like outside of the whoever you want me to be, which, come on, get the fuck out of oh, here. Oh, man. If you're, if you're 16 years old and you hear that line, <sighs> done to for. run inside. Done for. And so. And jerk it immediately. So, yeah. right. <laughs> when they, so when he describes everything that he did and then she goes, so you're the cousin from Boston. And he goes, I'm the cousin from Boston. Yeah. Yeah, you got That's me. great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm your and age the, like, and I'm eight years older than you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, oh, this is the cousin from Seattle. Yes. Like, Wait, Seattle, you said you're from Boston. And he's just like, no. Dad lives in, a, yeah, dad lives dad's in Seattle. Seattle mom's in Boston. And then later he's like, did I hear, they're like, did I hear you're from Canada? It's like, yes. And all of those like drunk waspy moms, like just like <gasps> hanging on this teenager was just was like, perfect, I was so perfect. cringy. I would like to so take this, believable. this moment in time to talk about the difference between the money in Gossip Girl. I've not watched yeah. much of it and the money in this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like, like the old money, like New York, like we're going to be running the world and like everybody in California is like, this is going to run out very soon. And like, yeah. we're not going to be running the world. We're going to be saving the world. Yeah. Right. Or like, we're going to be sailing or in a boat and mm-hmm. just trying we did, not to uh, be a part of this. Jeff, we did girls last week where one of the characters is maybe a part of the Sackler family. Uh, all of the people <laughs> in this made their money off of like, real estate development of spaces where there was water in California that they definitely manipulated to, to get the water rights to yeah. or are in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, they all did Chinatown to get their money. Um, <laughs> they all... What, everyone's money what is, comes to Chinatown. What is Kirsten's job in the show? She works she, for her dad's McMansion company. Yes. Uh, okay, so she's a real estate... Yeah, they do like yes. real estate development stuff. Okay. And it yeah, sounds yeah, like they pretty much own all of this area this Newport Beach okay. area because yeah there's the cool. great there's the great part where he's like I thought public defenders don't make that much money and he goes <laughs> no but my wife does yeah right <laughs> Sandy is perpetually uh, he's perpetually on the cusp of like maybe selling out and then briefly does sell out but then like winds up like suing the people he's selling yeah. out to because he just could, yeah, basically, he couldn't like, do it does, yeah, there's like a moment where like his subplot is basically like being Aaron Brockovich for a little while yes <laughs> great show 
Great show. Yes. Yeah, you should still watch it all. He's wearing a wonder bra around and telling <laughs> it like it is. Um, I, do you know how do much you? money I would give to hear Peter Gallagher called the, say they're called bo- they're called boobs, you know, <laughs> Craig or whatever it is. Do you believe whatever his character name? Do you guys buy Ryan Atwood as like Dreamboat? Every girl wants to look at this man because I've, I I always felt yeah. like because I always felt like like this guy like him and his and the other guy living there are not that separated as far as attractiveness is well, concerned. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, I'm, they're like, not. The but one is confident and one's a Dorcas Malarcus. Like, that's but, the whole thing. Yeah. Thing. They really, they, they fucked up, though. Like, Adam Brody was not the right person to play a dork. You can't look it's at that jawline and be like, this mo- this guy's yeah, a dork. Absolutely like he's, not. He's, like, like, he's pretty attractive. I, no, I yes. he's, that, you know, he's like, comically handsome. Yeah. Yeah. He's on a network television show, so unfortunately, right. that's, those are the rules. You can't I actually, somebody who's actually a fucking dork. I actually do feel like he fits... I, I, yeah, he, he's, don't get me wrong. He's he's a movie... He's a network television actor. But he does fit the profile of a guy whose hotness is realized over the course of high school and not, like, middle school or, or something. Yeah. The way I feel like... Re- so he doesn't have is. the confidence of it. Yeah, to invoke exactly. a To invoke a, a ghost of podcast... Or, you know, uh, past, he's the, the Landry figure, right down to the fact that it's <laughs> the only one where they're like... They're like, yeah, he doesn't know how to play football. He's the only guy in the show who actually played football, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I think that Ben McKenzie and Adam Brody are both very good looking. I think that Ryan Atwood as a character probably appeals more to the the Newport Beach crowd. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. You know what? You know what um Sun-kissed Ryan Sweetie. Atwood has? Yeah. Sunkiss uh Yeah, what Ryan Atwood has that Seth Cohen doesn't have? A leather These jacket. Giant arms. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And He's, it's not until yeah. I think that there's an episode where they go to Miami where Seth's grandmother lives, and at one point she's just like, "Is this my handsome new grandson?" And just starts like squeezing his arm. Yeah, <laughs> this is like basically like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I gotta like, I gotta read a measuring show, tape like as an adult. I like I I'm forgetting every single plot beat that you guys there's are talking so about. There's so many. Like, it's just yeah, there's, there's so much shit that happens. On. It's unbelievable. It's like, I remember the, the body part? counts and shit like that. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Matt, do you remember the part where uh, in season four where uh, Ryan and uh, Taylor wind up on a ladder and then they get knocked off that ladder and then they wind up in an alternate universe where Ryan never moved to Newport Beach and they that get was to great. see what their lives would that be like? That was great. That was like a, yeah. such a good episode an, of TV. It's a Wonderful Life episode. Yeah, I, I guess so I good. vaguely remember that. but That shit know. rocks. Or, yeah, Taylor's reoccurring bits on the French talk show where she's like, I <laughs> guess, like a, you know, a cultural critic. I feel like there's enough to talk about in these episodes. I know. That's sorry. True. Yeah, yeah sorry. we're we're getting off track. When we get people who know the show on. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, there, like, there's things to talk about. Like, uh, Ryan goes out sailing on Seth's boat, which is called Summer Breeze after uh, the love of his life, and who his, he's never talked to. And really, he, he's going to take the whole Vanderland gang to Tahiti with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's going I just to Tahiti. For you to re- <laughs> and it's going to take him forty-three days. It's going to take him forty-three days. He's That's like nothing. on like a like a sailboat that has like no space like they're like crowded uh-huh. just the two of them on it and he's yeah. like yeah i'm gonna have a grill up here so i can grill fish on this boat i mean it sounds amazing it but sounds he's great not but do that, what like i just also, how does he th- how are you gonna do that <laughs> it's, it's also a high, like a sophomore in high school thought. oh yeah it, but it's he's yeah, seen it's very Moana. charming he knows how to sail 
Yeah, but he hasn't seen Moana. Moana doesn't come Moana, out for seven years. Yeah. It, Never mind. <laughs> it does what it needs to do, though, which establishes that like Seth Cohen doesn't feel attached to this world that he lives in, and he doesn't like any of these people. But he does say something really hilarious, where they're sitting there playing video games, and Sandy comes in, and he's like, "Well, why don't you guys go out and do something? Why don't you show him the town?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, Dad, because there's so much to do around here. You live in Southern California. Like you're not <laughs> yeah, in bro, Iowa. There is a bunch of shit for you to do." Everywhere a teen lives is, no matter where it is, is the worst place in the world. Yes. True, because they're this a teen and they hate it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's like he didn't even listen to the theme song. Jeff, would you name your boat after Audrey, or is that too cringe? That's uh, it depends on the type. Audrey of boat. Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's like a little fishing boat, then yeah, that's kind of cute and funny. But if yeah. it's like a his big dinghy boat, is named the Audrey. No. <laughs> If it's his yacht that he gets re- that he gets uh, seized because he's a Russian oligarch, <laughs> that's, that's too bad. Yeah, that's not named after you. I was just reflecting on whoever you want me to be. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 like, it, like it, it, if you're a heartthrob, uh, saying that at 16, you know, like, you know, te- teens will go for anything. But also, you could be like 22 and say that and then just make the face like, oh! <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. Yes. No. Of course. It could it could be me, but like you know, you just say, oh, uh, you know, who are you? Oh, wh- whoever you want me to be. Oh, that's. Oh, oh no. You're delivering yeah. that line like Joe Biden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't deliver it. Um, All that f- swaggily. F- 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 it's just that he's lighting a cigarette as he says yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Great Joe Biden impression. Whoever you. The major event, though, that's happening is there's a fashion show. The fashion show. Yeah. The fashion show. go to the teen fashion show to raise money. From the. Generous patrons of uh, Fashion Island, where apparently they're getting all of their clothes. That's where I'm from. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so somebody said earlier, do you buy Ben McKenzie as a bad boy? 1,000% more than Misha Barton as a bad girl, which I did not. I watched yeah. the show and didn't realize until like the beginning of season three that that's what this character was trying to be. She? Is she? She's not she, really a bad girl. She's a she's mess. She's the girl next door. She's yeah, like she a just, disaster. She just, yeah, a she just seems like she's, she's like okay. she's yeah. She's a mess who like maybe sometimes tries on being a bad girl because that she's trying to look for an identity. Like I don't think she's actually supposed to be like a bona fide bad girl here. She's supposed to be that girl that you know that's like, man, it's why I hope she's okay. Yeah. But we're right. all having fun. But boy, yeah, that's deeper for her. And you know, she's like in rehab by twenty one. I don't know. When she has Except- when she pulls out the giant bottle of, of vodka, I'm just like, You know, no, this is you're not the person with the <laughs> bottle of vodka. Yeah, that's just being teens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and her mom's you a know. bitch. She's like Oh, oh no. you're, you're wearing your hair up. It's harsh on your angles. Yeah. Like, person that's obviously going to be a professional model and actress. Yeah, right. Uh, She's you? like the skinniest person imaginable. And yeah. her mom's like, oh, this get, that dress was very forgiving. Do you forgiving have, did you what? clock? And we might be about did to say clock? the same oh. thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, did you clock who her sister is Shailene? in the first episode? <gasps> I didn't even notice Shailene in the pilot. I did. 
Yeah, yep. that's the little sister in yes. the pilot is played by Shailene Woodley. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but is recast to Willa uh, to uh, Willa Holland yeah. later when that becomes an actual mm. character on the show. Right. And uh, they kind of make a joke of that because she returns from middle. Or she returns from like boarding school or wherever she wound up. And they're all just like, who is this new person? We don't recognize you. And she's like, wow, guys, I leave for a few years and you don't even know who I am anymore. That's and then they realize who it is. Yeah. Good she bit. plays a very similar kind of character in Gossip Girl. Yes. Like, I feel like, well, and it was right around the same time. So I feel like they were just like, yeah, this is who you are. This and is then what she you will do. Uh, appear one day again on this podcast when we inevitably cover Arrow. Yeah. Mm. The of Green course. Arrow television show. Do you all, this may be worthwhile as you guys continue this podcast. Do you all have a um, a segment about did this actress play a Jerry Seinfeld girlfriend on the show Seinfeld? We very much should. We should. We do talk about it. Was Julie Cooper? Yeah. No. Melinda, Who was? Melinda Clark. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, who Julie plays Cooper. Julie, oh, Julie, Julie Cooper's actress. I, okay, oh. I always mix up the names of people here. Yeah. Melinda Clark, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's, 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 which in, in the Muffin Tops episode, she's oh, Jerry's no. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she has some bad bangs in this episode. God, yeah. Well, really bad hair. This is just, this uh, first episode is just... Well, unfortunately, it looks a little bit too close to like what you would see just like walking around Logan Square like right yeah. now today. But it's just like ah, people a, aren't bold enough with how low the jeans. Oh rise. my god, the lowest right. jeans! I haven't seen that low. It in is. Logan Square. It's gonna happen. It's oh, terrifying. It's, it's not it's, gonna happen. You think it's, it's not too gonna cold? We're, we're gonna get close to that line and then back away. And everyone's gonna be like, well, uh, yeah. "No, <laughs> we were right." Yeah. We were right no. Before. Yeah, so we just see some of the worst fashion, some of the most terrible outfits on Earth. Um, some true in post nine eleven casual yes, clothing. Two thousand three was the height of fashion. Two thousand three, three vibes. So uh, we're forget. So we're we missed the uh, something very important that's happening during the fashion show that that Ryan is it the gets the music to, that is playing no, so no, no, loudly. <laughs> the music's really know? loud. No, the best part, the most important thing is that. We we witness Jimmy Cooper in the situation he's going to be in yeah. for the entirety of this in the whole series. Just like this baby, this baby man who like I guess just like somehow got into finance, but like doesn't know how to count money. <laughs> just like has, like just has ruined everybody's lives. And if you are committing. <laughs> Uh, massive, you know, crime so that the SEC is investigating you. A good thing isn't so that when one of your clients just casually goes, ha, I plan to die a rich man, you have a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, like, right. He's just like, I, I got And everyone else at the table is like, that's Jimmy. <laughs> except, except for Kirsten, his high school sweetheart yes. who he's still in love with, uh, who's then like, Jimmy, is something wrong? And it's like, clearly, like, come he on. looks like a character. He looks like DiCaprio in the one scene in The Departed where he's wearing a wire and then flushes it down the toilet. Yeah. He has Kenny Banya vibes to me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and somehow, like, it, you know it's bad because Marissa's so well-versed in it that the suits come to the door and she's just like, my daddy is not home. And you can't talk to him. And then she's like, hey, Dad, is everything okay? And he's like, sure, honey, go buy a purse. Everything's fine. Everything is on 
like like everything's on borrowed time and with the well with most of the wealthy people in the OC, and I think that's that what feels, makes it so fascinating. Yeah, that's what's good about it is that that part of it does feel yeah interesting and true true to what was happening to a bunch of people during this time right before the the I you know a little bit say, before the recession. Yeah. Tate Donovan was dating Sandra Bullock from 1990 to 1994, and then Jennifer Aniston from 95 to 98. What, what? the hell, dude? Yeah. <laughs> what? Damn. No idea. The man at the peak of his powers. What the hell? Was it because they were just like, <laughs> they loved her you know, we loved you. <laughs> oh, you know, and this is all That's before all he won an Emmy, of course. Uh, he won an Emmy for producing 30 for 30s. That's cool. Yeah, I know you'd love that. You like it more than, you know, like some of the greatest films of all time. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. The You, a masterpiece. The You is one of the best documentaries of all time. Oh, also important. Uh, would you like to hear some other credits uh, uh, for what Tate Donovan's been in? Sure. Because his, yeah. his Wikipedia, you know, you got the full filmography. You got film, television, television directing, uh, direct-to-video, and then video games. Okay. I feel like I've wow. played a video game that Tate Donovan was a voice in, but I don't know. What uh, by chance, would it be Kingdom Hearts 2 or Kingdom Hearts Recoded <laughs> or Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 I mean, Remix Disney's or Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I wanted to bring up that okay. uh, Tate Donovan is in all of the Kingdom Hearts games as uh, basically as his character Hercules. Oh, he can go. Which is distance. fun too, because then that means by Kingdom Hearts three, a film that came out in twenty nine, or I mean a game that came out in twenty nineteen, when Tate Donovan was. Uh, uh, 55 years old, Herc is just... He sounded haggard. <laughs> uh, okay, this is just a quick harebrained thought. Is Tate Donovan's character, is Jimmy Cooper the uh, Buddy Garrity of this series? <laughs> no, the bullet. Just like a guy that's... Bang! Yeah, bullet, oh, bullet no, is absolutely... Oh, no, yeah, the bullet, okay. the bullet. The bullet, <laughs> the bullet in, like, his persona, but in, like, the fuck-up nature. He does seem just, like yeah, he's yeah, going to be anytime like, to be like, Sandy, I'm in a bind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, which, bullet, the bullet would never... Never be in either Jimmy Cooper or Buddy Garrity's situation, but he's uh, what Buddy Garrity aspires to be. Jimmy, yes, yeah, right. Jimmy Cooper could get his ass kicked at a strip club. That's what, I, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, is that like that is there's true. a bunch You're of people right that now. want Jimmy Cooper dead all the time, and <laughs> it's kind of like that with be, Buddy Garrity. How good would it be if Buddy Garrity would just walk into rooms and just go bang? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bullets the best. Also, yeah, I love bullets. I mean, we're jumping ahead, but just the part when. When uh, Willa Hollins is like, does Bullet know? And then uh, uh, Julie Cooper's like, yeah, no, he's completely aware that he's not the father of this child. And you're like, wow, way to be cool and way to be cool and chill Do about you this love situation. The bullet. Bullet. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, I I I laughed very hard and wrote down, Mom, do you love the bullet? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is yes. Who doesn't love the bullet? <laughs> I do. I know I Help do. Help Blondie, I'll buy this house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's so amazing. <laughs> Are we going to talk he's about the Hanoi? He's the bullet yet. We still, <laughs> have, we still have the second half of this first episode to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. the best joke so they, the both, of both episodes, though. <laughs> so when they leave the Fashion Island thing, and they're like at the reception... This thing happens um, that I cannot wait to talk about, which is that Ryan Atwood is 16 years old and he goes yeah. to the bar and he says, can I have a seven and seven? 
Yes. Yeah. I wondered is he like You're where did 16? you hear that? Like and if you think about like, his mom at the beginning of the episode, maybe that's where it's coming from is this is just the thing that his mom is like ordering at a pool hall with them at like a family <laughs> get together or something. But like yeah. what 16-year-old is like I want like a 7 and 7 please. I I love Seagram's please load me up. <laughs> he heard it on t- he's just I'm almost 30 and I also order cocktails based on like, I've heard of this. So <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's yeah. probably what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. There uh, was a, no. there was a time when I was 20 and in Miami and my housemates had snuck me into a bar. I did not have a fake and I wasn't sure what to order. And so I just said words that I had heard before. Like, what, like, <laughs> right, what, what were get? the words? What is I gotta it? know. Well, yeah, well, like, you know, it's just like, oh, can I have an old-fashioned, can I have a screwdriver, can I have a, like, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like two very different qualities of drinks in general, yeah. but like, yeah, just, if I, just if like, I, but I didn't know Somebody that. ordered an old-fashioned from me, and then they ordered a screwdriver, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. no, you, you are so not 21. Jesus yeah. Christ. Can I get but a brass was, monkey? This was one of the, right, Collins. exactly. This was just one of those bars that made it, Shirley made Temple. it, like, made its entire like all of its money off of people who weren't or were barely 21. So like they yeah. just kind of had to deal with right. people ordering screwdrivers. Like that was just like, Oh yeah, well this kid's going to order ordering a screw- screwdriver. I'll make you a screwdriver. That's fine. But if you I- went from old fashioned to <laughs> screwdriver, I would yeah, know. That's- uh, you don't know what this is. A screwdriver might be the worst drink. I say as somebody who once uh, had a screwdriver fountain in his apartment in college. Um, Steven, if it makes you feel any better about, uh, about ordering goofy drinks, um, Paul Wesley from the Vampire Diaries and Ian Summerhalder have a whiskey brand together. Uh, and there was like a quiz on their Instagram that was like facts about the actors and the creators of Brothers Bon Bourbon. And they, uh, the, my favorite one was, how does, how, does Paul Wes- how does Paul Wesley take his bourbon? And the answer, the correct answer was straight up on the rocks. What? Uh, which Jesus is three Christ. different ways you can yeah, order right. bourbon. <laughs> Maybe it's like straight up, comma, on the rocks. If you were like a whiskey guy, you wouldn't use those words. You would just know not to <laughs> word it that way. on the rocks. <laughs> Uh, Travis, by the way, uh, uh, qu- uh, quiz time. What does straight up and on the rocks mean? Straight would just be with nothing, right? Like, would that be the same as ordering neat? No. Yeah, that's yeah, what I would pour. If if somebody ordered straight, I would just pour on some the rocks to be glass. with ice. Yes. I have no idea for up, like in a coupe. A coupe or a like coupe? in a martini glass. Okay. Well, is it the thing with up is that like you? St- it, I you thought sh- up was like you would stir or shake it, but yes. then strain it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, yeah, yeah. Three different straight up on the rocks. <laughs> straight up on the rocks. That sounds like a late career <laughs> album by an artist we love. <laughs> it sounds like a solo album by a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that not not much happens in the first episode. Every like so much happens in the finale. Yeah. I, agree. I genuinely I, I hard disagree. Uh suck it queer. Oh yeah. What? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Have you ever uh, have you ever asked the, someone what have you ever asked someone what's up and then just looked directly at the ground? <laughs> <laughs> well, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that seems like yeah, that seems like a thing that this character would do. Yeah. You know, that that's me. typical sixteen-year-old behavior. 
Yeah. What's crazy about the shows that it doesn't get credit for is that um, no one had ever done uh, a lot of entertainment media about California before, specifically Southern California. Okay. It it broke ground. Yeah, in it a was big cool way. to see those people, those underrepresented people out there. I mean, Chino. Yeah, was before this, the only people that talked about California were the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's true. Another groundbreaking act. I uh, yesterday uh, was playing a game with friends, and the game, uh, the idea behind the ga- the board game was you would build uh, a boulevard in Santa Monica, and so uh, we were just sitting around, we were drinking beer, we were playing this game, and uh, one of the jokes that a friend likes to do is he'll pull up playlists that deal with whatever board game we're playing. So it meant that I heard uh, so many Red Hot Chili Pepper songs yesterday oh. while we were playing this <laughs> this game, and I was just there's this moment we're sitting there, and Danny California is playing, and I was like. I know that there's the Nick Cave joke, but this is truly a horrendous song. <laughs> Just terrible. Yeah, that's like one of the worst songs ever recorded. One of the worst no songs of all time. Again, and I always say people who hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers haven't even heard the worst Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> stuff, which is their, their early albums, like the before John Frusciani was in the band, is are truly some atrocious shit. I've heard that them. was the thing we I've were heard, talking I got, about. I used to get them from the library because okay. I was like, I've heard of this band. I'll check something out from the like library. <laughs> and I listened to one of like the earliest ones. Yeah. And like, I, d- I don't think I knew what to do with it. Like, I didn't even know to be offended <laughs> like, by it yet because oh, I was sucks. too young. I, uh, but whenever everyone's like, I hate Californication, it's like, bitch, have you heard Freaky Styly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that we determined yesterday <laughs> as we kept hearing the Red Hot Chili Peppers is that John Frusciani is truly a tremendously talented individual, and yeah. it is a shame that he is in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That yeah. band could be incredible if they had a different person. I've sing. heard his solo stuff is good. I have not listened to it. His uh, solo stuff, it, do you like heroin? I mean, his solo stuff. No, is but I love Allison Chains, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I like a lot of heroin. That's why, he's, mm-hmm. that's why Travis is moving to Seattle because he loves Allison. But Chains. also, Hilla Slovak did a lot of heroin, and that era sucked. True. So, uh, I I like. Uh, well, no, I don't like. I have a soft spot for the Californication era, and by the way, era Red Hot Chili Peppers because that was like music I listened to when I was twelve and thirteen years old. Yeah, yeah. But the Stadium Arcadium is as bad as that name is. Yeah. Not a hump to bump guy over here. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. I never did listen to the album. So hump to bump, hump to bump was definitely the moment for me because, you know, when I was 14, what? like all other 14 year olds, I kind of liked Red <laughs> Hot Chili Peppers. And, and then hump to bump was definitely the moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Klosterman voice. Hump to bump was definitely the moment, <laughs> definitely the moment for me. <laughs> I was 12 years old. I was growing up in suburban Cleveland, and I thought music could be anything. I thought I was cool because I knew the uplift mofo party plan before anyone else. (laughs) I know that it wasn't Chuck Klosterman that was at that party that was like, do you know? That paper planes by MIA sails straight to hell by the clash. I didn't but know in my that mind, he's that guy. I didn't know this many people in this room had such a good Chuck Klosterman it's impression. You didn't watch enough sports documentaries, so you don't yeah. you didn't hear his voice as often as uh, Audrey, like uh, Travis and I love the the Bo Jackson thirty for thirty where Chuck Klosterman appears at one point. And he's like, There was a rumor that he dunked a stick. And it's so unbelievable that it has to be true. My favorite <laughs> Who would dunk a stick. My favorite he threw a rock so hard he killed a pig. <laughs> My favorite Onion article of all time by a long shot is man wearing Dio shirt cornered by Chuck Klosterman at party. <laughs> it's so thing. long. 
I thought he was best when he had quiet riot bassist Rudy Sarzo. It's really always stuck with me. <laughs> you also love that because of the fact that when we did the fucking girls episode, you're like, well, yes, this is the child of the landed gentry member of Bad Company. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen. What was your story after? Yeah, you said yeah. Hump why was, why the... was Hump to Bump definitely the moment <laughs> for you? <laughs> no, it, like it's really simple. It's basically just like, oh, this is garbage. And then it was, it yeah. was like, um, it was like, um, uh, what, like if you if if you like stick a marker on a paper towel, where like yeah, you, 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 and it just starts <laughs> it just to, spreads out to every other one. I don't know why that image popped into my head, but really, like, hump <laughs> perfect to, image. Hump to bump was really the, the marker on the paper towel that is Red Hot Chili Peppers for me. My dad really loved Snow Heyo. <laughs> Nico really loved that song with like a fucking sun amount of parentheses in it or whatever. Snow Sun O. Yes. Most arranged. A joke for Travis. only the people on this podcast. Anyway, where did we leave off in the pilot? The fight, the fight was going to happen. We, yeah. Yeah, they went to the party. The party. Yeah, yeah, they, they went to the party. They, they got they to, the party to the party and swing, swing, swing from the tables up. Yeah, yeah, so, like, so much oh, Indian is crushed and stuff. by it's like a former love. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so but when I was ele- when I was like eleven, that was like my favorite song. So wait, Aud- Audrey, do you want to tell them about our toxic experience yesterday? Uh, Audrey and I had a had a, uh, a really horrific experience yesterday with the Coachella live stream. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh no! I, I want to. <sighs> yeah, I want to say I did not fully know or appreciate what emo night was when I saw signs. I didn't for know emo that night emo night bars. is like an institution. I thought it was like people having emo nights that were an individual thing and not like a not an organization. Not Yikes. and it there, was. They're everywhere oh, in, God, in Dublin. So like you, you once a week you can go sing My Chemical Romance in a bar with a bunch of thirty year olds. In a past life, I copy edited emo night dispatches like it was like like news from the front. <laughs> but this is so different though. Like it, it didn't bother me so much if it was just like. Oh, okay, sometimes they do an emo night the way that they do like 80s night. But yeah. just like these two guys that were just like, we're going to put on dicky shorts and we're going to like jump around a stage to, uh, I don't know, like Black Parade or whatever, the, you know? Yeah, the reason that this is relevant is because I, I feel like uh, this show and this event um, are the same, uh, appeal to uh, appeal to the same type of people, I guess. I don't know. I think... Or like that nostalgia thing uh, is is it's just to me it's grotesque. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think that it was really difficult to to process that there were like ten thousand people who paid Coachella money to stand in a field and just listen to somebody say, "You remember this one," and then play "Sugar We're Going Down." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that's just that's bleak. that is so bleak. While yes. other bands are playing somewhere, right. New music that you could experience and enjoy. Live music, right? But instead, music. I mean, this is this is the this is the f- festival equivalent of watching The Office for the twentieth time. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. feel like that's the exact same thing. <laughs> it is. Uh, my my we um, used to make things my toxic, in this country. Uh, my toxic Coachella experience was they cut hundred gecks off in the middle of uh, Money Machine, and then I murdered everyone who was in charge of Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Summer Roberts invites Ryan to go to Holly's house because they have a beach house. 
This and is where I want to just bring up one brief point, um, I, uh, which is uh, Sandy tied Ryan's tie because he's like, "Oh yeah, it's all right." I didn't know how I uh, how to tie a tie until I was twenty five. Sandy, you still fucking don't. It's hanging down below his his waist. <laughs> <laughs> it's too long of a tie. Yeah, that's fair. Sandy's that's fair. rocking some fucking. Donald J. Trump style ties. Yeah, he's got these big, like I w- when well, he how did sits. We, out have we talked beginning. about how Sandy surfs? Yes. Oh, it's yeah. So that's awesome. great. Yeah. When he's just like, yeah, six feet away, and they just kept coming. <laughs> she's just like, and she's just, just like, like your uh, son got in a fight. And he's like, cool, good. I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad he's hanging she's out with people. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It's all part of the experience. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should. I'm sending this clip to every person I know who is a parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's your fucking surfboard, dude? Uh, I, we're we're below. So so she doesn't really get a chance to shine in these two episodes. But but I think Rachel Bilson deserves kudos because Summer's definitely one of the more likable characters in the show. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We She's gave her kudos time. when we talked about her on um. Heart don't tell Dixon. me. Hard addiction. Yeah. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. And I, yeah, I enjoy uh, watching the evolution of Summer between this episode, the first episode, and then the end of it, where she is all like so different in what she's doing, but somehow the same personality wise, like the personality is the same, but she's like, just like on, on something completely different. We have to get through this first episode, right? So like what happens? So like when they- hold on. Okay, go ahead. I just want to say she's a she's a classic character in that she's also one of those ones where it's um they didn't like she was written to only be in like the first episode, but yeah. she popped so hard they're like we got to keep bringing her back. I right, guess right, yeah, yeah. You could definitely you know feel she's that. only supposed to be like a supporting character, so she's only in like the first like you know like six of the first half of the season, but they're like oh man, she's just crushing it. Yeah, and then becomes you know the heart of the television show. Right. Right. Like it, like you know, it w- and w- we'll get to it shortly. But it's like the thing where it's like the finale is like, you know, ends with Ryan. But like Julie Cooper's kind of one of the you know key central figures of the finale, and like As they have to figure be. out what Summer's life is going to be. And then they're like, oh yeah, um, uh, Ryan and Taylor can't keep their hands off of each other. And Rachel right. Wilson and Melinda Clark now host the OC podcast. Yeah, I really actually kind of want to listen to their podcast. Like if you, watch- I hear it's great. Um, uh, Peter Gallagher was on uh, recently, and I'm trying to what I'm trying to remember what television show he's now currently on. Uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which you should have. Yes, and, and he was talking yeah. about how good it is, and then I was reminding that Nick really wants to come on and do that show, and that feels like violence. <laughs> yeah, you should let Nick come on and do that show, though. Yeah, <laughs> we can't do it until they stop doing Roku original movies for that move for that show, though. Can I just say that Ryan does a thing in this episode when they go to this party? That I always hate that happens in TV shows because I think of how bad it could go where like he's like, oh, like Summer invited me to this party. And he's like, well, well, no, she asked for you. And so like, okay, like if he talks to Summer at all and he's like, hey, thanks for inviting me. And uh, like, uh, it's cool that you told Ryan you wanted me to come. That's just going to create a really awkward situation. So it doesn't happen, but it always like that always bothers me when that happens in TV. To be fair. I think it's safe for Ben McKenzie's character to know that the other guy, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm actually have never remembered a proper noun in my life. Seth? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's every day, every day that Steven has to say one of our names, he panics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Who's talking right now, Steven? 
is that <laughs> Rachel Pilson. Uh, <laughs> Rachel Pilson. Pilson. <laughs> Pilson. <laughs> Her Chicago organizer Twitter display name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Rachel Pilson. <laughs> But like you oh. know, the, the character he knows that he knows that he's not actually going to talk to her, right? Like he's uh, like, yeah, he's, I guess he's so, so confident yeah. that that's, that conversation <laughs> will not happen. Yeah, he only finds out because uh, of tragic Rachel because uh, Summer assaults him at the party. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And it says Chino, ew. ew, a great line read. <laughs> she's the, she's a superstar. Yeah, she right. hates the death tones. <laughs> The front um, Chino Marino. How That's did they it. get? How did? What, <laughs> oh wait, no. The, but this leads up to like <laughs> a great scene where like Seth Cohen is just like walking on the beach, minding his own business, and then just these guys are just like, "Get out of here, geek! Go and on, they hold him over get, a fire. Home. Like, and then they hold him over. Yeah, try to hold him over a fire. Just like, what is wrong okay. with these people? Okay. Like, were uh, people like this at any point in time? Like, is this real? Okay, so I've read a lot of Stephen so, King, so yes. So yeah. So can we talk about how Jockstar McDouche ends up on the beach? Because <laughs> like, because because there is a girl in this who gets like one line, right. it, which is yeah. just like, isn't it so beautiful? The sand and the water. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, what about, and then he goes, you want to go out there? And she goes, she goes, what about Marissa? And he goes, no worries. Yep. That's <laughs> no it. Worries, Steven, would you like, worries. would you no like worries. to know what happens with the rest of, what did you call him again? Uh, uh, Jockstar Jockstar McDouche. McDouche. So good. Well, yeah, yeah, I just really liked that she did the uh, Anakin Skywalker monologue from Attack of the Clones. But would you like <laughs> to know what the rest of his character's plot line is? Sure, yeah. Uh, he's, he bullies them, and then uh, Marissa breaks up with him to be with Ryan, and, and then he winds up bonding with them after he becomes the outcast because his dad is revealed to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he later moves to Portland with his gay dad. Right. Sure. Yeah, and at one point, And at one point, Seth, after a bad time, sails up to hang out with them. Yes. <laughs> sure. He's like, I need to get out of the OC for a bit. I'm sailing up to Portland to hang out with Luke and his gay dad. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know what? To Portland. Fine. Wow. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off, Travis. That's the Decemberist, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, you're I good. You. You're good. You redeemed it. So we so after this party and after all this stuff happens. Well, Ryan Ryan start Ryan intervenes in this uh way before they burn him before at they the effigy. Roast him. Ryan intervenes. And they're like, you got a problem? And he's like, yeah. And then he punches him. And then they're like, welcome to the OC, bitch. Yeah, yeah. right. And then and then afterwards. Sorry. Wait, sorry. Seth loves that, by the way. That Seth. Oh, so, Seth, Seth is like, yeah. Seth's Seth is like, like, wow. This is going to be a plot line in a comic book I write later. He's so excited. He's like, he's like I'm the sidekick to this beautiful armed man. I can't, I can't believe how lucky Again, I am. My favorite moment in the show is in the second episode. He Ryan is just like. They meet it back. It's like the first time they see Luke after this and like Luke's harassing them. And he's just like, you know what I love about rich kids? And then before Luke can say anything, Ryan punches him across the face and says nothing. nothing. And then as they're running outside of the of the, uh, the restaurant where this happens, Seth just shouts, that was awesome. <laughs> and then in the next scene, is awesome. Seth is sitting there. No, in the next scene, Seth is sitting there in the abandoned house that they're hanging out in or whatever. And he's like, and then you said you know what I like about rich kids? <laughs> and then you punched him. Like, just recapping yeah. the thing that we all just saw. Dude, if, if one of us had done that at 17 or whatever, that would have been the next step. We would have been in Steak and Shake. 
Seth Cohen would like pass out if he encountered Raylan Givens. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to say something. So, Seth Cohen reacting to the <laughs> next one's, next coming, one's coming to you. <laughs> yeah, next one's coming at you faster. Do you know what? So, oh. Do you know what I like about Seth- twins? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So Seth and Ryan are now best besties. Yeah. And this is right this is both of their first friends. Yes. yes. And, and right. And you see that uh you know Kirsten finds out that they were out all out all night and that they were drunk because her son is she an has idiot. No idea. Her son is an idiot and her son's just like I got beat up because I was drunk and I still am. <laughs> she has no idea how much worse it could have been. Yeah, because because uh, uh, Marissa gets dropped off by Summer and another oh, friend right. who yeah, I don't sorry. even know if it gets a name. Who and just Ryan leave her for dead? Her. Just Honestly. yeah, just yeah. leave they her. They leave her for dead. Pass the and f- Ryan, fuck out. Ryan carries her into his bed and then sleeps on the couch. So it could have been even worse because Kirsten could have come in and found her son, a strange boy that her uh, like a, a stray pup that her uh, her husband brought home, and the girl next door. Yeah. Yeah. I thought what they were going to do is one of my least favorite things on TV, which was going to be like Ryan's helping her to bed, and then the people see and are like, he's going to assault her or whatever, like with uh, like, like Tim and Julie thing. Tim and Julie. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I, that I, always I makes me mad. Like he opens her. Like he's very, very, very tentatively opens her purse to try yeah. to like find like keys or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought somebody then, was going to find like, him oh, and fuck, be fuck, like, fuck. oh, he's taking her car. Nah. Or like, yeah. yeah. No, nah, she just woke up early and left. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think that Tim Riggins and Ryan Atwood would be friends? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Those guys. <laughs> Two sensitive, beautiful boys who love guys, punching yeah. people. Those guys just want to find a place where they can be me. But they're also so <laughs> be lone, themselves. They're lone wolves. Also. Okay. Well, you know yeah, what would happen right. is there would be three episodes where they didn't get along. They'd get in a yeah. fight. They'd hate each other. And during the fight, they'd be like, wow, we have a lot in common. And then they'd get a beer. We're both so strong. (laughs) Beautiful arms. We're both so old looking for our age. Uh, We're both getting getting hit on by affluent moms in a warm place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Tim Riggins just... just, uh, uh, It's a shame that they never did just swap them and you'd have like Tim come to California for an episode while Ryan goes to, you know, to... uh, uh, to, yeah, to Dylan for an episode and just like the like mistaken moment throughout would have been great. Yeah, Ryan. Also, or if they had just, and if when the bullet was naming all of his children, <laughs> if in the middle of it he was like, that one's Dylan, and then you just have <laughs> Tim Riggins sitting there with a cowboy hat. Uh, they could have done so much. I'm smoking. I'm smoking a single cigarette at the idea yeah, of this. I'm. I'm. Who here's ever you? You've I'm all very, seen Licorice Pizza. I'm the woman I in the casting not. agency being like, you're a fighter. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a fan of all crossovers now because I want more shows in the Tommy Westfall universe. Like I just want I just want <laughs> oh, more shows Jesus. to be able to be added to the web. Mm-hmm. So Kirsten tells Ryan that he's got to get his ass out of town. Yeah, you know, and that it's not going to work. He's made breakfast for them all. Yeah, Though the freak profile is that he did make bacon, and Sandy is clearly keeping kosher. So. You know, she's like, oh, my God, is that breakfast? She's like, yeah, my mom's not much of a cook. Don't worry. You have a beautiful family. And this is where I'm like, they're your family, too, Ryan. Right. You just don't know it yet. And it's clear she feels bad about what she's doing. And then they. Too bad you're still doing it, lady. Yeah, right. But see, she's always doing shit like that. And so when they. Yeah. And then. It's. And then, and then it's okay. She's an alcoholic. And then she she, we is. don't know that part we yet. We don't know that yet. And then uh, eyebrows, good dad, 
tells his wife <laughs> that that she used to be fun and rebellious, which is like a classic thing that like couples that have been married. She used to smell like patchouli and live in the back of a uh, of a mail truck. Mail yeah. truck. Yeah. And then they and then in the finale they're like, here's the house we lived in in Berkeley, and I was like, the most beautiful. Yeah, house. Yeah, it's like yeah. a giant house. Yeah. Do you all hate patchouli? Yeah, I'm not a hippie. Uh, you I don't, don't have a yeah, feeling I don't on like it patchouli. at all. I don't. I couldn't. I, I, I don't I, even I, know what it is. Really, I I I, I know exactly what patchouli smells like, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like. Yeah, I'm I, very, I very don't aware of it. appreciate patchouli. Yeah, Stephen hangs out with hippies. Correct. Yeah. I, I, correct. I like, like it yes. a lot. Yeah, we know, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we don't all know, Audrey. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. you, have the you don't know that Jeff's like a little bit of a hippie. Like that, there's a part of Jeff that's a hippie. <laughs> so after he gets kicked out of the the Cohen family home. His his, uh, his 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 new dad, Sandy Cohen, <laughs> tries to take him back to his mom's house, and, and a small bicycle, and a small a yeah. small bicycle with tall seat, <laughs> and and uh, his, after, his they, after he does gone. the whole like rich kids punch thing, he and Seth flee on that bicycle in a thing that if it wasn't shot so far away would be the funniest thing in this show. <laughs> yes. the two of them riding on this bicycle. Yeah. Yes. Did his family just move away, or were they evicted, or is it ambiguous? I think I that, that they left. Letter and there, but you can't see it except it says like Ryan. It's just like letters. written on a on a paper towel yeah. with a marker. Yeah, and you and get the sense. I like that you don't see what the letter says. You get the sense that it was like his his mom was abandoning him. Like his mom was yeah. like, "I don't want you to, you know. I know you're going to come back, and and I don't want to deal with you. So I'm moving on. That kind of thing. Yeah. So um, he ends up back with the Coens. Yeah. California. California. Do we want to talk briefly? I mean, I think it came up in the pre-show. Yeah. The idea that, uh, uh, you know, that the Phantom Planet song is perfect and features two really silly people in that yeah, band. It's great. Jason Schwartzman. And that it's like Jason Schwartzman is in that band, but his brother who's in the band Rooney plays a bigger role in the actual show because they're always talking about the band Rooney for they a while. They are always talking about Rooney for a while. And I'm it's like, true. why would I know anything about that band? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's a Coppola. And then, yeah, you've also got mm. Alex Greenwald and Phantom Planet, who, again, I think I mostly know from being a part of the Brie Larson uh, award show circuit the year she won Best Actress because she was dating him and she kept thanking him. And then uh, they, like, split. You know, they Bam. got engaged. And then Rip. she was like, nah, man, I'm on that, I'm on that Marvel cush now. <laughs> I'm out here yeah. tweeting <laughs> NFTs and saying who, can't fo- who says food can't be fun while I lick the plate. <laughs> How does be a picture of me wearing fishnets and going like, "What would you do in this situation?" Or whatever. <laughs> you see me like, walking in the woods. What you do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, be like, yeah, I you loved you in Short Term Twelve. Alex, uh, hold on, real quick. Alex Greenwald is now with Phoebe Tonkin. Wow. Who's that again? Ha- <laughs> Haley, Haley say- from the originals. <laughs> God I damn so it! Glad I don't even need to say who that is. <laughs> Matt just went, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Who was Haley Thompson? Thank you for the for the listener. Uh, she's on the CW series The Vampire Diaries and the originals as the character <laughs> Haley. She's the one who has who's Australian and is trying to do an American accent oh. and is so bad at it the whole time. Is she one of the originals people that comes in with Klaus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she has a kid with Klaus. Spoilers. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Wow. <laughs> Spoilers for Trying to remember what happened to the vampire diaries. Or as she says it, Hope. Uh, <laughs> Hope is now the lead of uh, of Legacies on the CW. Gotcha. Which is okay. not a show you should watch. Okay. <laughs> wow. You know that must be really bad. <laughs> it's yeah, so bad, That's got to be real bad. I have a, I have, I have a strong feeling that uh, after watching the final, the first and last episodes of this show, show i think that you should have there should be some sort of lottery or something or a board a council that you must submit uh an application to in order to have a third season of a tv show i think that third seasons of tv shows generally shouldn't happen um and they there should it should be exceptions that you should there should be like a rare exception. and the oc is an exception because this is the fourth season which is the second best season of the oc the third season yeah. is the worst season right. okay third right. bad one yeah. uh, so it's right bad. so this episode the quality of tv drop from season from episode 1 to episode last is so hilarious like it's so's the quality of ratings it's only uh, it's only hilarious because the first episode is like I don't know one of the ten best episodes of television of all time. While the finale is like I don't know one of the like two hundred best episodes of all time. This finale yeah. is doo doo. The, the finale is the bang. The, fina- the finale is like the, it's clear that during the finale they have run out of things. Bang. To it, this show has taught me that the, no show has more than two seasons of material because it's like uh, ba- well, yeah. what maybe a baby. Uh, the water yeah. breaks at an inopportune time. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. There's no we, time we, for like, an ambulance. Oh my god, yeah, that she's just like my water. She's had zero contractions yeah, at all. No and then she's just like, there's that's that's impossible. So I like, want to knowing somebody it. who just had a child, I've learned I, I've learned how little uh, ch- uh television shows uh, are in any way, shape, or form depicting the actual process Nothing. of Absolutely having a child. I feel like often it's that so not to be not to be to go all the way there, but I feel like a lot of times men are writing and they're just like, Yeah, the water breaks, right? That's how it works. Yeah, that's how you know the baby's coming <laughs> in like yeah, five right. minutes. Yeah, you're yeah. crowning right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that Led Zeppelin song. Um, so there's a, uh, there's an insane thing that happens like with the George plot um, where to me it's insane. This is yeah, this is some real Jeff Daniels shit. I have to preface this. They say something about we're going to go canvas for Barack Obama in Iowa, and this was. The production for this season, I believe, was in 2007. It's when it aired. Mm-hmm. I think it, production might have been 06 even. Yeah. So this is well before not only like Barack Obama was not a household name, was not a, considered a front runner at this point in time, was like very middle of the pack Democratic candidate. So that, yeah, the OC knew some shit. Whoever was making this was like... Yeah, we, we yeah, uh, they, they knew some of the people who this. made Barack Obama president. Yeah, well, he, we, went, yeah. he went to the OC, Occidental College. <laughs> yeah, so that just always Travis, I'm, 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 I'm holding up a yellow card. Honestly, I only know that because of that uh, image that goes around every once in a while of the time on DC's Legends of Tomorrow where Gorilla Grodd went to kill Barack Obama in college or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, not whatever. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. There is no whatever in that. What you described like is 100%. Saying, saying or whatever is just tempering the insane niche information that, that you have so to loud. make There's it less no intimidating to people who <laughs> you're saying it to or less Guys, off-putting. I have, um, okay, I have afraid. like a real, okay, when they open into this finale and the first thing that you see is Kirsten's pregnant. Then you see also Julie's pregnant. Mm -hmm. So what you're seeing is, so if both, so Kirsten went through college before she had Seth. So that means that at the 
earliest she had Seth when she was like 22, right? And mm-hmm. so they're all like 20, 21 years old at this point. Like 20, I guess, yeah. probably 20. And so, and then Julie, we got to assume the same thing that Marissa was, you know, in the same kind of time frame. So we're saying that two, like, 43-year-old women both got accidentally pregnant it does and happen. they're best friends. But no, they two the, of them accidentally the, came the pregnant at the same time, yeah. at the exact same yeah. time. I'm just like, as, that's weird, but I'm just like, as someone who's dating someone with old parents. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. No, it definitely does happen. does happen, but for both of them, this... this, this well, just, they're in very they're, different stages of pregnancy, too. It's not quite the same time. Not though. quite the same time. That's true. When, but it's still ab- Travis, so absurd. When can we talk about briefcase or no briefcase? <laughs> we can talk about the <laughs> I mean, we did talk about how you so, so we can talk about that in a sec. I just want to say before we do that, Travis, one of the things you forgot is that when Gorilla God breaks down the door, he looks at Barack Obama and he goes, Barack Obama, <laughs> it will be an honor to kill you. <laughs> yes. So so you That's mentioned the so you mentioned the the uh, previously briefcase on briefcase or no briefcase? We mentioned the previously on. So before we get to briefcase or no briefcase, yeah. did anyone notice like 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 it's it's they called it an earthquake, but it's very clear that that pelican destroyed their house. Did you guys see that? <laughs> <laughs> They're vicious birds. People don't know. Just that. like absolutely broke half their house. Stephen, we've been over this before. As as from soft players, we know that all birds are assholes. Yeah, it's true. They're really bad. It totaled they it totaled their house. A thing that I did not know could happen. <laughs> the, the, rep- <laughs> the repairs would cost more than the new house, which like and you're well versed in totaling as a person who <laughs> totals I've, the same I've, car. I think four I times. To- yeah, I totaled that car so many times where they were like, <laughs> "We we can't repair this for for less than the car is worth," and I'd be like. What if you did that? You got a blowtorch. <laughs> what if you did that? And then they'd be like, you know what? You son of a bitch, I'm in. When you were like, what if the Jeep is thinking you can repair this? And then they superheated the side and he hit the dent out. It was. <laughs> they just it knocked was, it out. It was, yeah. And then my car had a black eye. For ye- for years, like, yeah, I was like, like "What's the che- two years what's you the, drove that? What's the cheapest way this can be street legal?" And they were like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I've never <laughs> been more serious. And then you were like, "I'm finally getting rid of that car," and then you crashed it one more time. Yeah, I was trying to drive it to my grandparents' house to get rid of because they were they were gonna take it to a dealer, and I crashed it on the way there. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, uh, Jeff. Briefcase or no briefcase? Briefcase or no briefcase? Yeah. So briefcase. No, Jeff. Yes. Answer the question. Briefcase or briefcase? Oh, no briefcase. No briefcase. <laughs> no fucking <laughs> duh. Yeah. I don't know how it works. You Anyways, see someone you with saying. a briefcase, run the other way. Never trust somebody with a briefcase. Sure. Jeff, briefcase or no briefcase? You wanted to say? I said no briefcase. But what did you want to say? No, about no. It? this time. I would, what else did you want to say, say about that show? No briefcase. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, just I, I just I love. Um, one of the things that goes on with Summer's character throughout the show is that they filter all of their like TV critiques and jokes uh, through her. So like she's always she's obsessed with a show called The Valley, which parallels the events of the OC. Yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and I just feel like no briefcase or no briefcase is another example of uh, can just, can we put can we put there's a show that is the show on the show on the bingo board. Because this yeah, is happening yeah, yeah. yeah. well, at least three times now. More I think. and more. Yeah, and more. but that's like less a thing with finales and more just a thing when they're like, we're clever meta commentaries. I mean, we can always do yeah, that. It's still a cliche. It's still a weird cliche to do yeah. now. Uh, Matt, would you like to hear, Jeff, you were saying that reminded me, would you like to hear my single favorite line from the television show, The OC? Yes. Yeah. 
Are you familiar with the works of Thomas Pynchon? A line that's said in the OC. Would you like to guess who says that line? It's in an episode where they go to a party featuring cast members of the television show, The Valley. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could hold twenty dollars up right now. Yeah. So you could guess who this is. Who would say? Like they offer it, be like, I will give you these twenty dollars if you get it. I remember. So this is. I believe this is a late first season, maybe second season episode. Uh. So it is. um, Yeah. Based on my tweets about this, it's the first season. So it is somebody who is very, very famous in two thousand three, slash two thousand four. George Bush. Kevin Federline. Travis is closer of those two guesses. I don't know. Nick Lachey. Like Mandy Moore. You're all in the general vicinity of this, but you're thinking too much of somebody who did things. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Yes! (laughs) Paris Hilton looks at Seth Cohen and says, are you familiar with the works of Thomas Pynchon? And then reveals that in the universe of the OC, she's getting like a PhD in postmodern literature or whatever. Okay, but I think that's what's really funny about how uh, completely ridiculous the OC gets is that the OC, eventually they were just like, whatever, like anything can happen here. Like, uh, you know, we're just going to do whatever. I wasn't Uh, expecting it to be wacky in this, like it was very awesome. Creek in this, it was quite in wacky. this finale episode. The, Very fourth, wacky. the fourth season especially gets really wacky. And the fourth season is, uh, in my opinion, my favorite because it's less about Ryan getting punched, although that does happen in episode one, hey. and more about the rise of Taylor Townsend. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you want to talk about Taylor Townsend for a second as we talk about the finale since she's a key figure in it? Yeah, so she's kind of an antagonist in the earlier seasons. Um, like seasons two and three. She's a lot like the character of Paris Geller in Gilmore Girls, another uh, great show. In this, Ian Benson in, favorite. In, in a, yeah, in this milieu. And Paris Geller, also a runaway character in that series. Um, but uh, yeah, just, you know, bit char- bit player in the first few seasons. Um, just there mostly to like badger the other people and uh, generally be like type A and, you know, uh, a juxtaposed to Marissa Cooper and and Summer. Uh, but in this season, she becomes Ryan's love interest because Marissa Cooper is dead. And um, after getting run off the road by Volchek. Yeah, yeah. By, by Volchek. Um, great. Just a, a great use of the. Uh, oh, what's the song? Hide and seek. No, 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 no. It's in every Hallelujah. Great oh, use of Hallelujah. Uh, One of the, yeah, a TV show using Hallelujah for a death scene novel. Love it. Uh, we love to see that. But, so Taylor had between like between high school and when this episode starts, she had uh, gone to Paris and discovered her sexuality is really the only way to, to describe it. Uh, she goes and... and Fuck some dude, uh, dozens an of author. times. An author, dozens of times, marries him, mm-hmm. um, and then leaves him to come back to the OC, and then gets involved with Ryan Atwood, um, and then is the best character throughout the the funniest character throughout the fourth the fourth season by a long shot. Audrey, what are your thoughts on Taylor? Taylor, I feel like also is like, um, you know. <sighs> And I feel like this comes up a little bit, but like she 
really has like the same, she has a very similar life to Marissa, actually. She's just living like a different alternate, ver- like an alternate universe version of that. So she's like the social chair and she's like the good grades girl and she's all these things, but she's also just like a little freak, just like a little weirdo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's, you know, so it's it's interesting that Ryan ends up with her when she's she's kind of like this the, the same but different. Autumn Reeser is the only person on the show who has a fittingly teen drama name, I feel like. The only one that's up to the Gossip Girl standard. The only thing that's no, up there yeah. with Blake Lively and yeah. Leighton Meester. Right, Leighton Meester. Fucking yeah. uh, Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley. Yeah. Yeah. I met Penn Badgley. You met Penn Badgley? Yeah, Penn Badgley um, had a band, and he... Oh, um, I think he... But he was... So he had a band, so he was like involved with like indie rock at some point. But I saw him when he was seeing his friend's show at Motor. And I was like 22 and I was like with my friend and I was pretty drunk and I was like, that's Gossip Girl. And my (laughs) friend Maria was like, that's not Gossip Girl. And I was like, no, 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 no. No, have you seen like, Maria? You haven't gotten to the end. You, you got us the reveal. <laughs> I was like, no, that's definitely him. And it was him. And he was like, his friend was like, yeah, his friend was like on tour or something. And I like looked all this up later to like check this to make sure. But it was, yeah, it was definitely him. He's short in real life. He does not like it if you say, are you gossip girl? <laughs> you know, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to, to go back to the, uh, uh, the Taylor Townsend thing. The moment that I really like. So another thing with the the Taylor Townsend character is that for a while she's also attracted to Seth. Oh when yeah, she's first introduced. yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, and and there's a moment where like Seth for a while is working at a comic book shop, and uh, like Taylor goes in because it's like after Marissa's died, and she and Ryan have some like some sort of like you know flirtation, and she asks, uh, uh, she asks Seth about this, and Seth just goes ah, and like Taylor immediately like snaps at him. He's just like, I just said, ah, and she's just like, meaning, ah, that Taylor, she's so pathetic. Anyone is the least bit nice to her, she becomes totally obsessed with them. First me, then her French husband when he lent her a subway ticket, and now Ryan. So what? Yes, I have a psychological predilection to become attached to men who are nice to me due to the fact that I was raised by a she-wolf of a mother who practiced emotional terrorism. Does that mean if by some miracle love does come into my life, I should deny it? What kind of person would that make me? And then just Seth stands on the other side and goes, I just said, ah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I love her. Uh, the best show. We yeah. love the OC. I think yeah, which is why it's great that she's like totally totally like, well, you know, I'm coming back and I I have no thoughts about Ryan whatsoever. No, no, no. Like, you know, the Coens are living in the Cooper's house, but I guess it's Bullet's house. Bullet's around. He's Can engaged you to Julie Cooper. To, I guess just Steven and I, who Bullet is, like what's his deal? He's just Julie's uh, boyfriend. He's but just like, a cool guy from Texas. <laughs> is he like an oil billionaire? Like yes. what is his Yeah. yeah. Okay. You that's put why that he's together. that's why he's on the so when they have the George stuff, his face also, is on it with like the yeah. devil horns. And then he, like an those all guy. adopted children with place No, names those are his sons. No, those, those are his sons. Are his those are his sons. sons. <laughs> yeah. Austin, Dallas, Houston, Lubbock, Odessa, El Paso, Amarillo, Texarkana, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, and Hanoi. And Hanoi. Oh, there's also Spencer, which is the one that appeared before. Yeah. yeah, his name is Gordon Bullet. You know that's Bullets. that is who he is. He's the Bullet. He's the Bullet. Uh, he's a, yeah. He he. Uh, Bang. The thing is, one of the key things is that so Kevin Sorbo is is Ryan's dad, and Bullet met Frank Atwood in prison, and then gave Frank a job when Frank got out of prison. Right. 
And then Frank decided that he was going to work in Newport because that's where his son was. So he like was concealing all of this. And then they both like met Julie while they were being involved in like this Newport development sort of stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it, the bullets in like 10 episodes. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And he's the best. Yeah. No, it's, but it's astounding that like the, that what the big debate of this episode is, is like, is Julie going to stay with Ryan's dad, the father of her child or bullet who's a billionaire and Ryan seems completely detached from the fact that like Julie Cooper is considering possibly marrying his dad. Like it just seems like that's not even like, well, yeah, like she's not marrying his dad. No she is. Well, yeah, but uh, well, we she's actually not don't marrying his dad. Yeah. I his mean, dad I guess, is Sandy Cohen. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His dad is Sandy Cohen. That's fair. But yeah, it, it just, is very clear that Ryan's dad is Sandy Cohen and Ryan's mom is, Kirsten, but also like Ryan's is still kind of in touch with his mom, but Ryan's dad is Sandy Cohen. But I had to like, it was disorienting because I had to remind myself watching just this final episode, like, oh yeah, that's Ryan's dad. Because Ryan's just like, doesn't seem like aware at all that this is like a thing that's happening. So not only does the show they have multiple do? children of guys who played Hercules, but both Hercules has fucked Julie Cooper. Which is weird <laughs> to think about. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's got a Hercules thing yep. going on. It's also yeah. like... <laughs> she's like, got does a she Hercules fuck, like, thing. So does she actually fuck The Rock? Is that who was in the, the like new Hercules movie? Or is that Immortals? I get those confused. No, that was The Rock. Immortals is the one with Henry Cavill. Congrats to you, Travis, though, for remembering the Brett Ratner Hercules show or movie. So they go to the, the so the the kids well the kids whatever the the young the earthquake people. has come through town yeah. and destroyed the Cohen's house right and this was the thing that happened in the previous episode and then there's a time jump which yeah. is one of the things on the bingo board is time jump between the previous episode and the finale because right. they go forward six months yeah and they're doing this really weird thing where like it, like they're. Uh, the reality of airports in this show is crazy. So they like see Taylor at the airport. Like they bump into her. Nine Eleven never happened. Yeah, Nine Eleven yeah. never happened because the they're going universe. to they're going to board a they're going to like go through two thousand three or two I guess whatever era it is then. Is that when it is? 2007? Yeah. So they're going to go through TSA in 2007, which is not going to take, which is going to take a long ass time to get through no, TSA. No, 9-11 didn't happen <laughs> in the OC universe. In you can Tommy walk right West up to the gate. And then they, no right. And so then they like are going to, they're going to fly to San Francisco to go to Berkeley to yeah. talk to these people about their house. And then they're going to fly back the same day. They're like, oh, we'll be back later tonight. To, yeah, to talk to the people Crazy. who own can, the house that Sandy and Kirsten used to own when they were hippies, because their house has now been condemned and they right. can't rebuild it. Right. So they're going to move to Berkeley. Because Kirsten's going to all these McMansions and saying, they're all the same. Let's just sign the papers on one. And they're yeah. like, oh, we could, we can't let this happen. They have to go back to, the, to Berkeley. To where they were and happy. Seth yeah. is going to go to Brown. Ryan's going to go to Berkeley. Summer's going to go to Brown with him. I think... No, Summer was at Brown. They were going to go. Chris Pratt was there in Providence. The, yeah. together. So, so uh, Seth was going to go to RISD. Seth, you're right. Uh, Seth was going to RISD. Yes. And she's going to go to Brown. She's going to go to Brown. She was at Brown. She got kicked out of Brown because she was uh because she became an anim uh, an animal rights activist. She let all the chickens right. out with Chris Pratt. Yeah, and yes. Chris Pratt <laughs> left her out to dry. But he's actually a really nice guy. Chris Pratt as Che. Uh, yes, yeah. as Che. His his like given chosen name like. <laughs> good character. Oh, yeah. So che. Good. But yeah, so they're going to go back to Providence, except what they're doing first is 
uh, being what I think every couple was in, uh, let's say, October of 2020. Yes, yeah. I thought that same thing, yes. It's like, just like fused <laughs> to the... The chair, eating yeah. toaster strudel, watching the same trash TV. Yes. Showered in five days. Don't realize your pet rabbit had children. <laughs> yes, right. Just eating Cheetos under the bed. All right, so they're trying to they're trying to kick they're trying to kick they're trying to steal this house from these from these these this gay couple. Which, by the way, Jeff and I realized the parallel that like this is the this guy's the cater waiter from the first series first episode. He's the guy who comes out and he's like, "Would you like a mushroom tart or a blah Wait, blah blah?" What? It's the same actor. Yeah, really. It's the same. He's actor. supposed to be the same character, and he's just moved on up. Yes, or... and he's just moved, okay. and he's. In, I mean, I I mean, I don't know if it's King. supposed to be the same or not, but it is the same actor. This actor kind of was like this, this, the go-to stock gay guy for a lot of TV shows of that era. I, yeah. I recognize yeah. for an episode of How I Met Your Mother. I feel yes, like he might have yeah. been a commercial actor, too, because I was looking at his credits because I also was like, this man's very familiar, but yeah. was like, I can't place almost any of these. But How yeah. many of his credits were under the name Todd? You think? <laughs> yeah, right. Just got big Todd. And I um I, I I would like to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do this. I'd like to go briefly off the rails here because I have Kelly Rowan who plays Kirsten's Wikipedia page up, and I was just scrolling through and I mentioned that it was like Rowan announced her engagement to David Thomas, third Baron Thompson of Fleet, in late 2007. What? What's with these landed gentry around the edges of this podcast? Gross. This is a Canadian peerage. That shouldn't be legal. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Uh, that that actor's name is actually Todd. His, his name is ah. Todd Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't know how to respond to other names. Okay. Yeah, good. yeah, that's the rule. As I said, that should be mandatory. Any character that you're playing should have to have your name. You, you could have a different last name, but it should be your your first name should be the same. So it should have been John Draper. If you played example. twins on a show, they're both have the same name. Yes, correct. And the audience <laughs> got to figure out the different people. Um. I, I, Ian Benson, me, know so few of the things that Misha Barton has been in mm. since the OC the ended. The main thing I know her from is uh, the the bikini Instagram up after, like, Ferguson or, or there was one, I think it was, like, some, the, the, the ill-advised the social bikini justice bikini Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> That's what Misha Barton's known for to be, but I don't even remember what Wait. thing it, it was response to. <laughs> Oh, here we go. I'm truly heartbroken to watch videos like hashtag Alton Sterling execution. This may have been going on forever in the United States, but thank God the pigs get caught on camera now. That's <laughs> a surprising comment here. Yeah, actually. Actually, it's, actually cool. it's just the photos, the bad thing. It's unthinkable and an embarrassment to America. The country I was brought up in. Somebody make change. We need gun control and unity and a real president. So think about that when this election is around the corner. The world is a, precoci- a precarious place right now. Hashtag stop, hashtag reflect, and hashtag act appropriately. Celebrities should all live on an island, like the same island. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. I, I mean, they kind of already do. Yeah. I do just, have to bring yeah, up throw, that... Throw them all on Jared Leto's island. They just um, should, you shouldn't be able to get to that island. Yeah. Like, Steven, who I feel like only learned about that island Kick recently, is now obsessed with that yeah. island. You know what? I can talk about whatever I want to talk about, no matter how recently <laughs> I learned about it. We don't get to see Anna in these episodes, but the girl, the woman who plays Anna is now a like Trump psychopath. Like she goes on like Prager oh, U and she's like on like uh, what's the other turning point 
and she. I remember yeah. when I when I learned that because you Wild. told me. Did that, I tell you and that? And I was like, yeah. this character's great, and you were like, hey, you want to hear the terrible thing about her? Yeah. Here's one other thing about her. <laughs> I mean, and then there's Kevin Sorbo, of course. And then there's Kevin Sorbo. So my yeah. favorite kind of right wing celebrity guy who had brain damage that became really right wing, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like, hell yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, but it was the brain damage was actually good for him, and God did that so that he yeah, could realize his true strokes. purpose. <laughs> Happy Easter, I have a, everybody. I have a, a maybe insensitive question mm-hmm. uh, to get us back on topic. Um, uh, Caitlin Cooper, yes. the little sister, she definitely fucks at least two of the bullets. Yeah, right? I feel like that's, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when they're just like, here are my 12 sons. She like at least is just like wow yeah you know mom don't you love the bullet I and what does he call her she's like, definitely little squirt little squirt yeah little squirt she's getting a few shots from a bullet mm, you so know some of the bullets the other ones call her little squirt too whoa I'm talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that whole yeah maybe it's Hanoi maybe it's Corpus Christi that whole thing is really weird because for some reason Caitlin's just like really attached to the bullet like she's just how like, could you not be <laughs> yeah I'd like they, to be around the they bullet. develop like a friendship throughout yeah, the Audrey, right. I checked season. the bullets only in six episodes but we're very attached to the bullet yeah yeah then the I mean it's very he's a very charismatic guy he makes you feel good about yourself when he points at you and says bang yeah right when he walks into the room and he has a nickname for everybody that's there. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Blondie, move out of the way. Peanut, what's up that's with a you? Very good, like, that's a very <laughs> good, a very good guy to exist. Replacing Mike Breen in that meme. That's like I'm about to say bang. So MF loud. <laughs> God, <laughs> the overlap of people who love the OC and love when Mike Breen shouts bang. If bullet went bang, bang. <laughs> Where are we at? So they are trying to get this house, and they're like, "No, this is our house." <laughs> and so, um, so they go back, and then they how call, do they? They, they, how do they, they abandon their? We're going to surprise our parents by buying this house. Yeah, by we're calling them and telling them that they should come up and buy this house. Yeah, they walk around Berkeley, where at one point Seth looks and goes, "Ah, oh, just think, all of these faces you're going to want to punch next year." That is pretty funny. Uh, and then they meet one of the guys from George and goes, hey, do you know, are you Ted from George? And he's like, no, you know Ted or whatever. Yeah, which that's crazy because they're in like a whole different, they're six hours away, you know, six hours by car away from where they were before. And he's yeah. just like, oh yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy by first, like that, that first name that you said. Yeah, that, like, and they're <laughs> like, wow, yeah, they got really, he was really torn up when Summer didn't join. And he's like, I guess Summer's going to have to join George. Yeah. Which is the right move for Summer. You know, that's that's good that Seth is like, yeah, she needs to do this thing. The previously on, am I correct in that there was a comedy of errors thing where uh, um, yes. Seth thought that she was going to leave for a guy named George yes. and then only learned yes. that it was an acronym? Absolutely. Correct. Her? Okay. Yes. Absolutely. 100% why it is this incredibly <laughs> stupid, name. sweaty, forced yeah. acronym that happens to be a man's name. Yes. <laughs> yep. Without a doubt, the reason for it. They worked in reverse from that. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. realizes that she needs to go go join George, and then they go to the house, and Kirsten's like, can I use your bathroom? And she's like, just kidding, I'm going to have a kid in your house. <laughs> <laughs> and then Taylor's like, I'm going to fuck Ryan in your house. <laughs> this is so random. But yeah, I am a so bit Seth and Ryan, like, whatever, they're dumb. No, 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 Travis, the, the, the random thing is that Bullet has a son who is an OBGYN. <laughs> 
or as he describes it, one of those doctors who looks He's at like, women's privates. He's like, one of my son, one of my sons is a doctor for them lady parts. Anyways, Blondie, I'll buy this house, and then he <laughs> buys a house. That was the most baller move I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> let's let's not get caught up in the details. This is my house now. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Signs that he's like, come on, we got the plane grease, we got the plane, you know, already. Let's go, and then just flies in there. But then even the bullet's only so strong because the kid has been born, but the bullet hasn't been able to leave because of the fact that there there's are still too much a traffic. lot of there's too much air. Yeah, traffic. there's too many tech industry guys flying out of the same airport, <laughs> so he's grounded for another night. So he's like, I'm getting married soon. I gotta fly back. Bullet flies back. Julie learned that her best friend, who when we last saw them she, uh, in in the uh, in the podcast world, uh, she didn't like. Her best friend mm-hmm. Kirsten can't attend her wedding, and she's like, the only option is we have to bring the wedding to her. Right. That's I mean that's a perfectly logical. <laughs> hey, first yeah. you just had a baby. What if we had a wedding happen around you? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, she can't leave bed. Like okay, you're yeah. still having her can't wedding leave without her. This gay couple's bed. Right. We well, have to further yeah. terrorize this gay couple into buy into letting us buy this house. Yeah, one but of them the happens to be a wedding planner. Which the wedding's already wedding happening. Planner. There's no planning to be done. It's which there's just, some really horrible like 2000 stereotyping happen, that happening too. that they're yeah. just like, oh, you're a midwife and oh, you're a wedding planner, <laughs> and you can afford this house in Berkeley, <laughs> this giant yeah. house. It's so stupid. Two births and. A wedding and a time skip. This is absolutely one of the Two biggest weddings. and destruction of the main set. We get pilot callbacks with clips. Like this is maybe the <laughs> fullest bingo board we've had in a while. Wait, long time. and then okay, so one thing that doesn't actually get cleared up all the way, which but I guess it's implied that like Frank tries to stop the wedding. So he calls, he tries to stop the wedding. Julie This is extreme. No. It's before that he goes to where the wedding was. Right, right. He's yeah. like, he like runs it. He does the graduate. He opens. He throws over the door. Julie. Funny. He's doing There's a Matt no Saracen. Julie. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, yeah. So there's nobody there. No one there. So he and calls. And he does have the, the sense of mind to call. Right. So he calls. Nobody's pick. No, listen. Nobody will pick up the goddamn phone in this show. They're like, we have yeah. to go to Berkeley. We can't just like call these people and see if they'd yeah. be interested. The Phones don't exist until this moment where he calls Caitlin and he's like, and during the wedding, during the wedding, as she's about to say, I do. And she's like, wait, and he's like, wait, you can't. And Caitlin's like, finally, you know, and, and it looks like Julie would then marry Ryan's dad. But then at the end, when she's graduating from college or whatever, we see like, the bullet is there, so she must have married Bullet. Because why would he be there? No, she chose to stay single no, explicitly. She She's just single. pals with the Bullet still. Oh, She's so in a throuple just... with Bullet and Frank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she just doesn't She's marry either of them. Is single. that what? Frank is just, like Bullet is like, yeah, this is my wa- this is my girlfriend and her husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's very progressive. Again, the Bullet is a thoroughly modern man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, it seems more like a metamorph situation than a throuple here, but. Like we don't need to get caught up in the details. You know, the bullet, the bullet, and Frank have jerked each other off. Yeah, uh, like Ichu Mama Tambien. They vomited after and stopped speaking. But yeah, yeah, it's weird for Ryan, right? That like he's got like the stepbrother, and then he like looks at the stepbrother, and he's like, you know, your dead sister was the love of my life, other than Taylor. I like that uh, Ryan and Taylor have such palpable sexual chemistry that the only plot that they could give the main character for the finale is that like he's not in love with his ex anymore and then they touch hands and she yeah. rips every button off yeah. of his shirt <laughs> right 
she she makes contact with his index finger and then yeah. hulks like hulks him. Well, and, then, the and then they have sex on a train too. Yeah, going from Paris to the OC, that's a long time to, like to think about that you're going to see your ex and you're you're going to get horned during that. Time. Like that's <laughs> just also, a lot of We cannot to stress this that. enough. Taylor is crazy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. she's so she the only thing she is thinking about. On the no she, she a freak. After you know, she she's probably so Again, good in bed, she's, guys. She's summer, probably so fucking good at bed. <laughs> Stephen, she's that meme of the guy crawling through the desert, dying of thirst, and then there's just the sign that points to the right that's just like water, hundred feet, pussy from a crazy girl, twenty five miles, <laughs> and he starts crawling that way. Yeah, Taylor rules. Uh, but yeah, she does like. Oh, it's just you, Summer. You're the only one that picked me up. And she's like, yeah, you told me not to tell Ryan that you were coming. She's like, that's fine. And then sees Ryan at the airport. She's like, you did know that I was coming. He's like, no, I'm leaving. Yeah. The way that you casually run into people at the airport. Powerful masculine energy. I did once run into somebody at the airport and I pretended I didn't see them. And then they messaged me and were like, did you just get off this flight? And I was like, I did. Oh, wow. That's crazy that that person did that. I don't know who that person is, but uh, come on. So where where are we at now? So like summer goes. Summer uh, goes on the George she tour. She goes to a shower and then she yeah goes on. She goes to the George she gets, thing. Yeah, she gets cleaned with lye. And then yeah, <laughs> yes. And then so she goes on the George tour thing, and then we and then she it, it flashes forward again, and she's marrying Seth Cohen. Well, we get we get uh, we get like a few things because yeah, we see like Julie's graduated. Oh yeah, no, I was just doing. You know, summer. you get the packing yeah. of the house with the baby. What was the baby's name? Oh shoot, uh, Sophie Rose Cohen. I think there we yeah. go. Yeah, good. Memory. I almost That's I, really, I really could not remember. And then of course we get the the best the best part, Ryan, who we we first. And we find in the first season is like living in an abandoned house and mm. Ryan becomes an architect. Oh man, I forgot Ryan about the period where, li- where Ryan yeah. is living in a house and he burns that's in like down the house. a model home and then the and house he burns, burns down, down the, the ground. Model home. It's so early in the show. It's so early yeah. in the show that he, he burns like down a model home. He immediately gets arrested again. Yes. He burns down a model home and the fire that was ignited in the model home lit his lit the fire for his passion for architecture, which we see at the end. (laughs) He has become an architect now and he drives a Land Rover and he sees a a teenage boy like looking with a a small bike also with a small tiny bike with a tall seat and he's on a payphone and and he's just like, hey, kid, you okay? Do you need help? You need How help? often do you think he does that? Like before, <laughs> like, before he finds like the one. Right. And then Taylor the Townsend's him. just like, Ryan, you can't ask every kid that there's parents around. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> really weird, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan bringing another orphan back to the house and Taylor telling them to shoo. <laughs> what is it with Fox TV shows in the early 2000s and model homes in Orange County? What else do you like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, where do they live? I was thinking. I was thinking. I was already thinking about that. Uh, uh, this shows this show so much better than Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would like to see the crossover with them. Ben McKenzie would crush I'm it. Actually, that on Arrested that Development never happened. Oh. Ben McKenzie has become a, speaking a very of crossover with this show. Uh, Adam Brody and Ben McKenzie are as their characters in the OC on several or. Th- Several segments from Mad TV. Oh, uh, that's that right. Yeah, right. you yes. can find on YouTube. Yeah, and they are very Christ. bad, very Worse. bad. One of the are. jokes is that they don't 
they, they see a black person and they like like what's that? Because <laughs> there are right. I know that there was a um, I know that it was a character we don't see, which is the guy that Summer's dating that makes the comic with Seth. Oh yeah, Zach. Zach, the 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 actor that Zach uh, the the Zach actor was on a, a sitcom. Where like at some point they decided that the thing to do would have Ben McKenzie appear as like the Zach actor is dating a woman who has a kid and Ben McKenzie plays the father of that kid. And it's a classic sort of like it's, fr- you know, shot in front of a studio audience. So the moment, you know, there's the the moment that like Ben McKenzie opens the door, the crowd is just like, Woo! they used to be on a TV show together. Oh, my God. You said something. About, <laughs> and that's me. You said something about kid and Ben McKenzie, and I'm not going to go into it, but I just I completely forgot about the entire Teresa Oh Plot yeah, baby. Line. We didn't have to see a second <laughs> that of Teresa. Just came back for me. Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, uh, Ryan has a child that he is yes. a deadbeat dad for himself. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. Never gets brought up again. Because uh, they conceal the fact that he is the father of that child, so that he can continue to have his future, and he which is cr- which he... which why would they in no world would they ever do that? He has access to all of this money and all of this yeah. shit. Why would they do that? Yeah. Well, because they know that he would go and leave and abandon that all to take care of the Teresa child, which is why Sandy and Kirsten and Teresa lie to him. That's so messed up. That's my pitch for the OC too. Is that he? I don't. Kirsten doesn't know. Kirsten thinks that she's going to have an abortion. I think. No, no, no. She thinks that then she miscarries the child, but then later bumps into Teresa with a child that looks a little bit like Ryan of that same age, and then doesn't tell him. Yeah, that's right. And then doesn't tell Ryan, which is what my pitch for the OC two is. (laughs) Uh, And then, so did Summer and. Seth break up and then get back together and have their their Jewish they wedding ceremony. They broke up, got back together. They've done that a few times. They were firmly together at the end. They just were yeah. doing distance. Yeah. But we see that those two crazy kids made it. Yeah. And they got married. Yeah, because he like is putting the the like the newspaper clippings yeah, up on right, his cork board right. of like yeah. her. He's doing like, all you know, we're shit. gonna stay together, but you're gonna go hit the road. Yeah. I'm not gonna hold you back. When, but then when they make she's it work. like standing with the protest <laughs> sign, and then it like takes a snapshot yeah, of her. It looks good. so much like a true crime voiceover. <laughs> <is about laughs> <to start. laughs> well, and also she goes, she goes, great job, guys. Come on, louder. Yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> thing that you do when you're like organizing a protest is go, good job, guys. Come on, louder. I mean, if it's a protest to save <laughs> the, the otters the or whatever. It's Probably, yeah. One hundred percent. All people like summer. One hundred percent, like a staffer for Kirsten Cinema now. Like, <laughs> yeah, the trajectory. Yes. Uh, Come on, man. She can do a little bit better. We like summer. Yeah, no, but like, unfortunately, I'm telling you, this is who this is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have the one of the few Jewish wedding ceremonies I've seen on TV, like complete with everyone wearing yarmulkes and shit. Yeah, that's like true. you yeah. see people break the glass and stuff, but not like. There's a hoopah, and I mean, Seth is Josh Schwartz, right? Isn't that the whole? Yeah. Thing? So the thing, and I, I'm glad that you gave me the segue for this because the idea that happened uh, in the creation of the show was basically uh, McGee was just like, "Hey, I want you to make a show about growing up in Newport Beach. Like, what happened to me?" And they hired uh, Josh Schwartz, who was just like kind of like you know a writer that had been kicking it around. Like he was like a prodigy sort of kid who like. They loved from like weird essays he had written or stuff like that. I don't know. He's a big Cameron Crowe and Woody Allen fan, which is not the least bit of a surprise. Yeah. And so like, you know, yeah, he uh, he was a script doctor on Superman Flyby, which was directed by McGee. Uh, you know, and it was just the sort of thing where they like brought him in to kind of help make the OC or they approached him about this and they're like, yeah, we want to make this show about uh, McGee's hometown of Newport Beach. And they were like, what if we did something like 21 Jump Street? And uh, 
Schwartz, who had gone to USC, was like, yeah, 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 I got an idea. Uh, me, a Jewish kid from a more humble background, was deeply alienated by all you rich Southern California kids. We'll wasp it up a bit, but that's what the show's going to be. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, McGee was going to uh, direct the pilot, but then they had to bring in Doug Lyman because McGee was uh, making Charlie's Angels full throttle. Uh, we love should we McG. talk about this show's precipitous ratings decline Sh- and stuff, or do we still have plot stuff to get to? Uh, no, they get married, and then, then yeah, Taylor marriage. and Ryan yeah. make eye contact, and you're like, oh, maybe they're together, maybe they're not, and then the whole child thing, that's the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. 10 Great out of 10. Show. Yeah. Best teen drama. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Had a blast. Second the best show we've good. watched for, as you know, Behind Frasier. Behind the X-Files. Yeah, that's fair. Behind Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> the, the X-Files shows we, episodes we watched were terrible, but... Doesn't matter. But the show is still the X-Files. I don't think, good. I don't yeah, think no, I that this is actually in the top tier of teen drama or shows. Wow. I, I think it's like the step below there. It's Give us the top tier. Yeah, yeah, the what's, top what's tier the is Friday Night Lights and Gilmore Freaks Girls. And Geeks, okay, my okay. so-called life. What was the mm, Friday Night Lights? Gilmore Friday Night Lights and Gilmore Girls is a solid take. Although both, I, those I, as well as the OC both like or all three of those shows the parents are like also made very integral like the fr- what, what really struck me when we saw the actual intro sequence in the finale because we don't in the first one is that the first people credited are Peter Gallagher and, and um, Kelly Rowan mm-hmm. much like how Friday Night Lights it was like Kyle Chandler Connie Britton and then yeah. everyone else I think but like it's a team Britton wasn't on weird. Seinfeld right no, I don't think she was ever a Seinfeld. I, that was true okay. of all of these girlfriend. kinds of shows, though. Because like, if you look at like One Tree Lauren Hill, One Tree mm-hmm. Hill is another show where the hey, don't tell us anything about One Tree Hill. I think we're all pretty ignorant. Moira that's going to be a big blowout well, episode. Yeah, Moira yeah. Kelly. But like, yeah, they they also have like a bunch of parent plot lines mm. as well. So I feel like that that's like a common thing with these kinds of shows. But I do agree that it's Friday Night Lights and Gilmore Girls, and then it's the OC. I like this show more than Gilmore Girls, Girl. even though I am a big Gilmore Girls fan. Uh, oh, I don't thing, think. Oh, there's no. I feel th- that. I hate Rory Gilmore now at this point. I mean, yeah, life. you can hate, like, but uh, there's lots of hateable characters in TV. Okay. I just wanted to talk about how this show, like, the cultural impact of the show is interesting and in that it was extremely popular and then not. Um, yeah, was like it season three's fault. It was even after it was they changed the time slot as what's oh. blamed. Like season one, it's like the Tuesday night. It's the lead out to American Idol, yeah. which is humongous at right. that time. Yeah, and it had like oh, that's, it was like I the most watched, watched it, show huh? among teens and yes. like nine point six nine million viewers. Yeah, like on average. And then they move it to Wednesday to compete. Thursday, Thursday they move it to Thursday to compete with. Uh, uh, Survivor and something Ooh. and like Joey is one of the shows that's listed, which was not popular, but Yikes. whatever. Uh, and they said, "Oh, it was sorry, good that's for, the second season." Yeah. yeah, it was good for Fox and terrible for the show. Like the ratings helped. Like Fox's ratings jump, but the show's ratings dropped precipitously, and then yeah. they kept going. Well, down. it goes. Well, no, no, no. So second season drops to seven million. Third season is where it's five point six. Yeah. What about the fourth? Compared season? to nine point six. Yeah. I feel like as a TV executive, it's pretty easy. Where if a show's like it's doing great in this time slot, you're like, great. Let's keep Let's rolling. Keep it going, that baby. Time slot that it's doing great in. <laughs> What's yeah. the fourth season viewership look like? Four point three million. Yeah, a yeah. lot of Lowest people were really mad that Marissa Cooper got killed off. Which, what else? Do, what the fuck else do you think happens to Marissa Cooper other than Should death? Have like, like, of course she's gonna die. Like, yeah. uh, Audrey. The the other friend of mine who was like you should watch the OC and who I was also texting about this is one of those people who's like well the fourth season's the worst season of the show because it's so it's different than the first season yeah 
Yeah, it's the goofy one. She's just like, why would anyone care about that show anymore? I mean, I've watched every episode and I love it, but like, it becomes a cartoon, and I'm like, that's why it's good. Yeah, that's why it's good. Yeah, that's that's I like why a it's cartoon. funny. Uh, they're but definitely the man who's never like, loved a cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they're definitely like, I feel like a lot of the fourth season, they're also like. Uh, the writers seem to be having fun with the fact that they know that this is not like good in reference to like what has been with this show mm-hmm. after it, after it being very serious and dramatic, you know. So I feel I feel like it's a good time. I yeah, yeah. no, I think it's great. I love the show. That's why I picked it. I had a lot of fun with it, and I'm very glad uh, that we could finally got. Mm. Our favorite, I'm going to say, our favorite podcast guest, Chef and Andre, because, you know, we used to, love you, to have you guys on all the time for the Friday Night Lights episodes. Ay. And I think, you know, open door, you ever just feel like blowing up my phone and being like, hey, I got to come on and talk about this TV show. I'm always struggling to make picks because before I texted you guys, my thought was I was either going to pick the Kirby television show. Oh, man, I still right back at you. Yeah, I still would have probably asked Jeff to come on because I know he loves Kirby. Uh, I'm going to make a suggestion uh, for a show that Jeff and I love that we would talk about, which is Pushing Daisies. Gilmore Girls. No, Pushing Pushing Daisies. Daisies. Pushing Daisies is great. A great show. Do you love to talk about the writer's strike? I actually really like that show. It's a great show. I love that show. Cut too short. We'd love to talk about it. The weird thing is then we're going to have to talk about how Lee Pace is 6'5". Lee Pace is 6'5". Lee Pace is 6'5". Is he 6'4"? No, he's 6'5". No, he is 6'5", and no one's talking about it. Not Mm. enough people. Speaking of things that we will be talking about. And uh, that are tremendously handsome? And that are tremendously handsome, yes. Uh, Stephen Doughton. I believe it's... What do we got next week? I believe it's my pick for next week. Now, I do have a backup pick in case Ian can't find this. It is the longest-running primetime TV show that was never on the radio and has ended. (laughs) Anyone, anyone have any idea? Gunsmoke. It's not Monday. Gunsmoke. Not Monday Gunsmoke started on the radio, Travis. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Is it Bonanza? Bonanza is not the longest-running primetime TV show uh, that was never on Mash? the radio. The Simpsons. Lassie. Ended. And has ended. Lassie has ended. is the Water correct. Came back. Lassie. Um, Lassie. Is we're the, doing Lassie. Lassie is the correct <laughs> answer. Oh, wait. That was a trivia <laughs> question. Yeah, I got this got because right. it was in trivia once. <laughs> yeah, Jeff got this Lassie. trivia question once. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I... Who... We all know what Lassie is. <laughs> Oh my god. Hold Can on I ask a why, oh, Steven? <laughs> what? Why? Well, why? Go into why? that next week. Yeah, I guess. I'm already struggling to find this. I'm finding the new adventures of Lassie. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there are that many people interested in archiving Lassie. <laughs> the backup is oh, Girls wow. Gone Wild. <laughs> uh, not available One for One season is on Paramount Plus. One season? There were 19! Yeah, well, maybe next month we'll do Lassie. Uh, yeah, if you give me more time to order well, a okay, DVD okay, on eBay. No, yeah, uh, season one currently unavailable on Amazon Prime. I can't even pay to watch Lassie. <laughs> Who has the rights to Lassie? <laughs> oh, the the mm. one season that's on Paramount Plus is a recent animated television show, sense. and it looks oh. like fucking shit. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it was a first friend's uh, indication show, so that's partly why it's hard. Is like. No one has. Oh, wait. You know what? Wait, wait. First round syndication. I have an idea where I might be able to find Lassie. You're watching an artist at work. I'm at YouTube right now and I'm seeing if I can find full Uh, episodes. Lassie the dog, full episode. Are you YouTubing it? This looks like the first episode of Lassie might be on YouTube. Oh, we might just be watching YouTube (laughs) videos of Lassie. Check check for the final one. uh, Which could lead, yeah. uh, Okay, hold on a sec. I got to get the names of these episodes. 
Uh, but this could this could lead, uh, if I'm not careful, to a sequel to an episode that has been widely acclaimed as our best, where we watch way too many episodes of one television show. Yeah, please. Uh, Lassie, the dawning. The dawning. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Buddy. I'm about to drop two links in the group yeah. chat. I got the episodes on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows Lassie. the least about Lassie? So yeah. Steven never has to share his backup plan. Uh, no, I don't. Well, yeah, no, he I gets don't. to hold on. Also, when you, I'm sorry, we're going to talk about it, but I just, I have the, I clicked over and the first thing that happens on the first episode of Lassie is a screen that just says Jeff's Collie. Yeah. What? The I was, I just had Wikipedia open. It was like the first 160 episodes are called Jeff's Collie and the, Last 116 are called Ted and Lassie. Ted Lassie. No, the scenes of Lassie climbing up on the rocks and falling down are filmed from an earlier episode. Yeah, we're going to have fun with this. All right. Uh, wow. Now that I know everything about Lassie. <laughs> yeah, I share why I chose Lassie on the next episode. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, Jeff, tell us everything you know about Lassie. I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. Starting now. She's capable of anything. She's a doctor one episode. She's a firefighter one episode. Um, she inherits a large sum of money in the first episode. Spends all of it very quickly. She's not good with money. Um, <laughs> who is? <laughs> yeah, who is? It's tough. Uh, she opens a restaurant with another dog at one point. Um, but her and the dog fall out when uh, the other dog named Pluto... Uh, and that's time. Leaves her for Rin Tin Tin. Ah, wow. Well, I can't wait to find out more about Lassie. <laughs> but now we have to wrap up on the OC. Uh, thanks, Kevin and Andre. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. You can find the wonderful and important work that they do at upstairsuk.bandcamp.com. Yes. And also, uh, you can. You know, you can support Audrey's orchestra by Venmoing her. Just, I'll take <laughs> it. I'll take up. anything because they, yeah. uh, they, they need it. We really needed a speaker, a Bluetooth speaker, the other day, and they didn't say, "Miss Audrey, you should get a Bluetooth speaker." They said, "We'll start a GoFundMe for you." They just went ahead and assumed that I couldn't afford to get them a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> Damn, <dude. laughs> so, if you're willing to give. You know, we, we got needs. You know what I like about rich kids? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Steven? Oh, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that normal nonsense. Steven, bring us home. We've all had to make adjustments since the earthquake. Uh, <laughs> which was such which was, uh, That was one of my favorite, as you know, was just like, all right, yeah, it's the all first two minutes of the episode. We've all had to make adjustments since the earthquake. <laughs>